0: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Hello, this is Zack Sabre Jr., New Japan Cup winner 2018. And you are listening to Keeping It Strong Style with my mates. Enjoy. Welcome to Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Jeremy Dolvin here with the young boy Josh Smith. On today's show, we'll be reviewing the first three nights of the World Tag League, answering your questions and covering all the latest news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can support our show by subscribing to the Social Suplex Podcast Network on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating interview. You can also get all the podcasts and columns over at socialsuplex.com. This episode of Keeping a Strong Style is brought to you by Power Slam TV. If you're a fan of independent wrestling, Power Slam TV has over 6,000 hours of wrestling from companies across the world. Use our promo code socialsuplex to get your first month free. Also, make sure you check out our Pro Wrestling Tea store, prohrestlingtees.com slash social suplex. That's where you can get your official Keeping It Strong style T-shirt. Their big uh, 10 days of Black Friday sale is coming up soon. I think it starts this coming up Friday, going on for 10 days. So get your loved one some social suplex merch for their stockings. And then a question to kick off the show from our friend Ben Schaefer. He wants to start keeping a strong style off of a very important question for us. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing good, man. You know, it's keeping a strong style. The Ace of Podcasts, you know, (laughs) covering New Japan, uh, ready to hold it down. Uh, Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Josh.
0: Coming out here to bury all the frauds Doing
1: well, Uh, you know, I'm kind of Angry at this question, just in general Super pretentious of Ben to even Ask us how we're doing, like It's not like this fool doesn't live Right down the road from us, it's not like He couldn't just come see us Or go to a wrestling show with us Or even just like jump in the group thread Every once in a while, but nah He's gotta gotta make it all extra and say something Like on the podcast, like in public As if like (laughs) Like, I, I haven't seen or heard from Ben in months.
0: <laughs> that man's been MIA. It's completely MIA. Until we started talking about... Um, then he wants to know how... Earl, we're, we're talking about Earl Cooter. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: the only time he says something. <laughs> my favorite thing was the one time we are on the thread and we we're... Uh, and he just randomly is like, do you guys want... Or he's like, do you want anything from Carluccio's? <laughs> <laughs> you know you know, he like didn't mean to put it in our thread. Yeah, Everyone's like, yeah, pick me up like this, <laughs> pick me up that. And he's like, sorry, wrong thread. And then and he just... And then he just disappeared into the rafters. Like, yeah. just don't 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 come on our show and ask us how we're doing. When you could just pick up the phone and call us. <laughs>
0: Disrespectful. Disrespect will not be tolerated. Man, uh, before we jump in, That'd be man. like
1: Rich, being like, "How y'all doing?"
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, we know uh, WrestleMania is coming to our beautiful city of Tampa. I
1: started to freak out when you said that. I was like, I thought we were talking about Wrestle Kingdom. We we are. Real (laughs) quick, though.
0: Have have you had a lot of people asking you about, you know, WrestleMania and WWE coming to Tampa? Like Like non-wrestling fans? No. In your life? No. Um, I guess it's just me, then. Like, all these, like, non-wrestling fans are like... Are you excited that uh, WrestleMania is coming? Are you excited, you know, WWE is going to be in town? <laughs> just
1: like, I no, I mean, not really, but I'm sure it's coming, you Yeah, because,
0: you know, a lot of people, it, they just classify me as a wrestling guy, but because they only know WWE, that's all they think about. And so, come ask me, I'm like, you know, well, I'm excited about WrestleMania weekend. I'm not excited about WrestleMania or any really WWE produced shows except, you know, TakeOver. So, just wondering if you were getting any of that.
1: <laughs> no, but I've been trying to keep up and see like what when those takeover tickets go on sale, and um, right now it looks like they're only selling that four day pass. It's crazy expensive, like, yeah, dude, insane. And plus, I wouldn't want to go to the Hall of Fame and you know SmackDown and Raw. I'm trying. I'm just trying to
0: go to the good show, right. the one good show. <laughs> yeah, NXT. That's it. Besides that, you can find me at WrestleCon, Super Show, Tokyo Joshi Pro, Bloodsport for the Culture.
1: You're going to Bloodsport.
0: Yes, oh my god, finally, finally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm excited, man um, uh, uh, Spring break
1: Oh, well those tickets go on sale Friday
0: Oh, well, gotta lock those in
1: I mean, even if we don't lock them in We we can get in We can get them, <laughs> we have our ways Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man I, I learned that last year, I, l- I learned the tricks of the trade I know, we'll get into whatever show We want to yeah. get into, it's fine But, um, yeah uh my, the big question on my mind is What's new japan doing that weekend
0: Yeah i mean We saw that the southeast Is one of their you know territories That they'll be running new japan of america shows in So
1: i think they're gonna run against Takeover and i'm gonna be pissed just because like <laughs> They don't do enough market research so they're like What day is takeover saturday
0: uh, yes, I believe so. be like
1: saturday is a good day. Let's run saturday
0: night <laughs> No, first of all, they'll be like is anything running in in florida that weekend? No, okay, let's go
1: <laughs> And they'll, they'll have a new japan show in orlando and you're like what the f- like, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, man,
1: oh my god, but yeah, i'm excited man. It's gonna be good.
0: Yeah, uh, so Real quick upcoming this week on the network. We're going to be doing that history of social suplex podcast me young boy rich and james gonna be recording that on thursday So be on the lookout I, for I'm that i'm
1: sure what that entails like that's a cra- like what, what what we're gonna give give them a history lesson on on us or yeah, like-
0: yeah and us how we all started how you Know one nation radio social suplex and how that led into keeping a strong style and network and all that stuff
1: man That sounds exciting i'm excited for that yeah it
0: should be fun and then by the end of next week We should have voting open for the third annual Keeping It Strong Style year in awards, and plus our bonus episode that will break down all the categories and nominees. (sighs)
1: End of the year. There's always a lot of stuff going on. Plus, we got the FOH draft
0: coming up. Oh, yes, the the FOH draft, our big uh, Christmas uh, episode. Yeah. Oh, man. We have a lot of great stuff coming up on that word, man. But yeah, we got uh, some of the categories and nominees locked in for the awards. We got to finish that off and then get that voting out to you guys next week.
1: It's me, guys. I'm I'm the one slacking. Well, I, I'll get, I'll get on it this week. We got you guys covered.
0: Yeah, should be should be good. I'm excited. I really what?
1: feel every year like the awards that we do are very prestigious for some reason. I don't know <laughs> why. Like, because you know it's just a little podcast, whatever. But like, and it's not indicative of the entire fan base, but like. People that do listen to this show really do care And really are like a rabid, hardcore group of, you know, New Japan fans Yeah And, like, every year that we've done this Our uh, our voting numbers have gone up and up I'm hoping that we Yeah, I
0: think la- last year we, like, doubled yeah, we the doubled. previous year So I'm hoping we get a nice little bump again this year yeah. With voters in getting that, um, in the awards
1: and, and, you know, it's not like we're the one we're not the bookers. We're not the wrestlers. <laughs> we're not the people who are putting everything together when it comes to New Japan. but to compile what they've accomplished and combine that with the coverage that we have brought to the world over the you know over the course of a year and then to see, you know people kind of vote on that and how it's you know how this product is perceived here in the west, it's it's just like it's one of my favorite things that we do. I think it's so cool, and I, I love just the retrospective aspect of. Everything that we do when it comes to the awards and yeah, award season's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's so great to just kind of reflect because you know sometimes you get caught up in you know what's happening now. What's ha- what have you done for me lately? But kind of like going back to the beginning of the year, seeing all these great matches and moments and angles and rivalries that have happened throughout the years, just kind of a great uh, retrospect and just 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 showing how great uh New Japan really is. Absolutely. Alright, so we got the World Tag League that kicked off on Saturday We had uh, three nights, so we're going to do our review of these uh, past three shows Uh, We had a question from Muzza, who actually did a World Tag League preview A written preview up on socialsuplex.com He says, is it me, or has the first three nights of the World Tag League been very good? Are there any teams that are surprised how well they have performed so far? So what do you been thinking overall the world tag league so far?
1: Um It's been really good. It's been uh, Extremely solid Um You know the only year that was really I mean the first year that we covered which was Two years ago that was pretty rough
0: That was the 2017 World tag league. Yeah. Yeah
1: 2017 World tag league was pretty rough last Year's 2018 world tag league was like A revelation. I was like, wow, this is really Good. Um I don't think so far that this is in the same category as the junior tag league yet. Um, I think that that trended a bit higher for me, but I mean, it's been very solid. I mean, it's kind of hard to mess up this world tag league. Now, granted, we don't necessarily love the fact that the world, that the uh, tag team division is fragmented and only, you know, really spotlights two or three teams throughout the year. But when you look at, the roster of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You look at how many talented guys are in this tournament. How many fun and exciting, like teams you have. There might not be the buzz that we're you you know used to for certain tournaments like a New Japan Cup or uh, you know like a G One or what have you. But you look at the talent list that's there, and how can you not have decent to good matches, especially these first unites being in Corkin. It's yeah. gonna be good
0: Yeah I'll, I'll say I, I do think the, the first three nights have been pretty good I've enjoyed all three nights and each night has had like that one match that's kind of stood out and it's uh, been a banger And it's been great to see a lot of other people online I've kind of been chiming into on the World Tag League And some of the great matches um, that have been happening thus far
1: um, Yeah I feel like World Tag League it, It's funny because you have a certain select uh group of fans who are kind of just checked out once World Tag League comes they're like all right that's it i'm not going to watch and i get it it's daunting there's what 17 18 shows something like that yeah
0: 3 week tournament
1: yeah and it's it's real compressed and in the past too they used to spread it out over a longer period and have less mat like less tag matches on the nights so you could kind of like pick and choose a little bit more uh, sporadically but with the way the tournament is now, it's like every match, every night, it's all tag matches. So, mm. you, like, you can't fall behind. You really have to keep up. So I get it. There is a group of fans who are like, that's not for me. <laughs> you know, and we're talking diehards, people have right. been watching for years. And then there's another group of fans who are like, I'm going to see what this is about. And they're like, wow, this is actually really good. And just like last year's was really good. I think it's one of those things where it's like, you don't don't sleep on World Tag League. You know what I mean? Like, Sure, you don't have to watch it, but there's gonna be story development. There's gonna be angles. There's gonna be things that proceed to lead into the next year, and um, New Japan doesn't disappoint. You know, right thing. They just don't.
0: And you know, we still have um, two nights at the dome to fill up. But we only have um, eight matches overall for both nights, so there's going to be a lot of seeds planted, like you mentioned, a lot of angles that's going to help develop some of those other matches. Obviously, we're going to, we're going to get the tag title match out of this tournament, but we're also going to get some other matches that are that are going to get set up here throughout this tournament.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the the, the really good thing about all this is at the end of the tournament. The Young Bucks are not going to come out <laughs> and undo the entire <laughs> tournament and just insert themselves after three weeks of <laughs> us covering this crap. I, I, still swear to, I still swear to God, like, as much as I like the Young Bucks, that was one of the worst, like, <laughs> it's like one of the most illogical booking things New Japan's ever done. I, I don't care if it made the match better. That sucked. All right, so right. I'm still <laughs> pissed about it a year later. All right. Any team? Oh, my God. What if they did? What, what if they did <laughs> I'd be so pissed
0: <laughs> I mean It's 2019 in pro wrestling I mean CM Punk is back in uh, the WWE family I mean anything's possible
1: I might defend this title in ring of honor <laughs> I might go to New Japan pro wrestling Where where you at punk <laughs> My god Well yeah that, that, that guy's Not coming
0: yeah ever <laughs> Oh god but uh, any teams that have surprised you so far about how how good they are?
1: Honestly, no. Um, I mean, everybody so far. I mean, maybe I'm off base here, and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to sound like persnickety and be like. You know What we said last week is the gospel because we're so smart, we know pro wrestling so well. It's not like that, but everything that we said last week as far as what we expected from the teams has been exactly what has been delivered on. Um, now, that could change as the tournament progresses, but there's not a single team here that has performed less than what I thought they were going to. Or higher than I thought they're going to Everybody really has performed Exactly up to the level that I was Expecting them to The one team uh, The one team that might Be performing Better than I anticipated In a positive way is maybe Jeff Cobb and Mikey Nichols
0: That's what I was going to say and Mother said that also And I think a couple other people uh, I've seen some other reviewers kind of giving some praise To Cobb and Nichols I mean they're kind of a a mishmash team. You have Cobb who's from Ring of Honor. You have Nichols who's in Chaos. Right. And these two random guys just kind of thrown together no rhyme or reason. And, you know, I don't think they've had any history of teaming in the past and any other promotions. So uh, you know, fresh team being put together here and they're gelling really well together and they're having some decent matches.
1: If there's a if there's one team that maybe is kind of performing less than I thought was possible. And it's not necessarily a knock on them. It's just uh, they really haven't had, like, what I'd call a great match. But it was kind of like they were a question mark from the get-go. Is maybe, like, Shingo and Terrible? I
0: don't know. I think they're – I don't really have a problem with them. I think they're kind of performing at the level I expected.
1: I wouldn't call it a problem necessarily, but I feel like the aptitude is there for them to be performing higher but last week we were like we don't really know what to expect from these guys. We don't right. know if, how their styles are going to mesh, you know. We kind of knew what the deal was as far as like Treble coming in to be Shingo's pin eater. Mm-hmm. They've been fine, but um that if I mean it's we're nitpicking at this point because every team that we were like would perform to like a lower level, they're doing that. All the teams that we're like are going to perform at a high level, they're doing that. Uh teams like God who we know are great, but you know kind of take the tournament off a little bit. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, um, I mean w- realistically the tournament is Going exactly the way I kind of thought it was and I mean there's some middle-of-the-road teams that you could kind of nitpick at like Tanahashi Hanare Shingo and Terrible, I guess but so far there's not much to really No one's overperforming or underperforming except for maybe just that one team we mentioned
0: Yeah So let's uh, take a look at some of these nights now So night one kicked off I'm going to butcher the name of this arena It's uh, Chichi Bonamai Memorial Gymnasium Had an attendance of 2018 Uh, So we kicked off league action With Juice Robinson and David Finley Defeating Hiroki Goto and Carl Fredericks
1: Yeah, and this is a team um, That we had kind of discussed And we said like we expected Um You know to kind of stand out and even potentially win the entire tournament and so far that's kind of what i'm seeing from them You know at this point in the tournament they they do seem like there's a fire behind them And that they are poised to you know definitely stand a chance to win this entire Tournament so far
0: yeah both guys seem Really motivated really excited to be Teaming back together that's the word I was Looking for I was, I was <laughs> like I was kind of Rambling because I'm looking for the word I'm like what's the
1: word Oh motivated
0: <laughs> yeah yeah both guys Seem motivated uh, Finley like we mentioned He just looks shredded he's in amazing shape And you know they have they have their they matching like a um, leather jacket Fur coat things and they're Matching a uh, color attire And yeah these guys are they're looking Really good and um, Fredericks and Goto gelled um, really well together as well.
1: That That's a team I was going to say, like, if you wanted to discuss overperforming, you could mention them, but I, I'm pretty sure we spent a good lengthy amount of time last week discussing how even though they're not going to win matches, they're going to be a standout team quality-wise because you look at the talent that's on that team, and I think that's exactly what we're seeing.
0: Yeah, and Carl Fredericks, he's a guy that they've been giving a lot to ever since he's been... Um, doing the Japan tours and this guy just looks great in there, man. His cross bodies, that drop kick where he does like a, like a flip afterwards, um, almost like a drop salt kind of move. Um, he's just he's looking really great, man. Yeah,
1: too great if you ask me.
0: <laughs> but that's it, my one. That's my one. That's <laughs> one thing I don't like about Carl Fredericks.
1: Too good. He's <laughs> too good looking.
0: But it kind of brings back to the point you made last week, talking about you know Tohonare's first World Tag League was the kind of that thing to kind of like get him. Ready for you know a main Roster spot was that his first or Was that his second or his second probably
1: Yeah I think he, I think he was in it two years In a row as a, yeah. as a young lion because remember He got injured and then that's right yeah was Gone and then uh, he came back for the second one but
0: But I feel like yeah this is totally um, Priming Fredericks And getting him ready getting him A lot of experience with the rest of the roster I mean I wouldn't be surprised To see Fredericks kind of get hot shotted in The next few months and you know Get a main roster spot
1: yeah, I, uh, <laughs> hot take one year from now, Carl Fredericks is going to be way higher up on the totem pole than Toa Hinari is.
0: Oh, full prediction.
1: Yeah, although we're going to talk about Hinari. I, I, I like what I'm seeing from him in this tournament so far, honestly. Yeah,
0: yeah we'll get to him in a second. So, um, Finn Juice, say won this match here with um, left hand of God and the sliced bread combo uh, Finley got that pin over Carl Fredericks
1: Since we're talking about them Finley and Juice So Finley looks in the best shape That I think we've ever seen him in And Juice maybe looks in the worst shape We've ever seen him in And that's quite... A role reversal,
0: yeah. <laughs> um,
1: what's going on?
0: I don't know. We we talked about this uh, last week when we were reviewing the New Japan Showdown in San Jose, and we've seen it on. Uh, you should. You sent me a Reddit thread where, where a Reddit user was asking about it, and yeah. even one of our listeners was like, "Yeah, the guys on Keeping a Strong Style were talking about this last week."
1: The other thing too is, it's weird because we don't usually spend a lot of time talking about people's looks. That's we're not really that kind of podcast. But
0: <laughs> that's not our gimmick. That's
1: not the gimmick, but. It's got to be said. What the fuck's going on with Juice's <laughs> hair right now? He's got like this like froey thing going on, and it's like I think he thinks he's going for like a dusty like like mid seventies early eighties dusty look, when instead he looks more like Sam Roberts.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's not
1: a top guy look, man. Yeah. It's not at all, dude. It, it is not.
0: I miss the dreads.
1: I you know what the dreads were cool. I like the dreads. Uh, I think that that was like a really cool part of his look, but he doesn't need the dreads. I thought he looked fine with the cropped hair. Um, I just think whatever he does, it's not this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is not the move. It's <laughs> not it, chief. It's not it, chief.
1: <laughs> He's got it like shaved around the sides and then right, moved like, out yeah, at the Yeah, top. the sides
0: are faded down and then, yeah, it's, I don't know.
1: It's like something where like if you were like playing 2K and you did like a randomizer <laughs> and they gave you like a like one of those weird haircuts that no one has ever selected for any... Like, you know, custom wrestler ever. And I'm like, what the f- what's going on here? And like, he's too good looking a, a man to have this. Cr- like, what's that fuck shit? Like, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the hair. I don't know what's going on with, with his shape.
1: Although the gear's raw. Yeah. The gear's raw. The matches are good. But yeah. yeah, I mean, his look is weird. And it's, I guess it's weird because, yeah, like, Juice sometimes does have like strange, gimmicky attires at times. But other than that, the guy always looks like a star to me That's what's so uh, jarring Juice always looks like a star to me Right
0: and he's always been in phenomenal shape And this doesn't
1: I, th- This doesn't look like Dave Finley looks more like The star on the team right now to me Which is kind of a weird dynamic
0: Yeah which is shocking Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, moving on To the next match we had Tenkozy taking on the team Of Shingo Takage and Terrible uh,
1: I thought the next match was Yano and Cabana against oh, Cobb did and I, Nichols. Oh, yep,
0: sorry, I skipped that. My bad. Yeah, so, yeah, we had Toro Yano, Yano and Jeremy, Coco Bana. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy. <laughs> Botchamania. Um, Yano and Cabana against Jeff Cobb and Mikey Nichols.
1: This is fine. Um, I mean, this was, you know, a pretty short match. It wasn't, like, I mean, it was a lot of comedy spots. Um, you know, I, I kind of like seeing Cobb mixed up with Yano and uh, Cabana. Uh, a lot of American wrestlers here. Um yep. You know, which is kind of a weird dynamic, and then just seeing Toriano like lock it up with all these guys, kind <laughs> of a weird, kind of a weird thing, especially in New Japan. But um, yeah, I thought this match. I mean, there's nothing really great about this match. It right, was, it, it was, was a just solid funny.
0: match, and um, you know, we're starting to get over you know Cabana and Yano's kind of chemistry and their kind of antics that we're gonna be seeing throughout this tournament, and then you know it's the the first look at Cobb and Nichols together. And they looked really well together. And, you know, solid eight-minute match. Jeff Cobb picks up the win for the team with the tour of the islands.
1: Yeah, he almost got low-blowed.
0: He did, but he blocked it.
1: Yeah, it was fine. Uh, I mean, how are you feeling about Yano and Cabana?
0: Um, I, I like Yano and Cabana together. I think they're, they're a fun team, and they kind of break up the pace of some of the other teams here. I think they work really well together. the The crowd, especially when you get to Corky, and the crowd really loves both of those guys together. And Cabana's uh, getting over in Japan, and so I think they're a good package.
1: You think my criticism last week about them both being uh, goofy guys is a little overblown? Maybe they're coming off better than I said they would.
0: Honestly, I I think it truly depends on what you what you like in pro wrestling. Because mm. I know if I you know hit James up, I'm like, yeah, yeah, Cabana and, and Yano are really entertaining. He's gonna be like. I don't believe you. I'm not wasting my time watching no Yano Cabana match. So if, uh, if you I don't,
1: I don't got time for James on this show. <laughs> that man that man wanted to complain when I try to recommend him a, a banger Naito Tai Chi match. He's like, Oh, the users at Cage Match said it's three and a half. I'm like, dog, is four stars. Trust me. Yeah. Well, I but, trust your opinion, but uh <laughs> the grapple users <laughs>
0: Yeah. But so, uh so i,
1: I I don't care. I don't want to tell that James on the show.
0: It all depends on how you feel about comedy wrestling. Like, if you're big into you know, the Yano style, you're going to like Yano Cabana. If, if the comedy thing's not your thing, you're probably going to get sick of them. Or if you're just kind of in the middle, you might get a laugh here and there. But to me, you know, I have liked I like Toriano. I've liked him in the G1. You know, I've been a fan of Cabana. I've liked his ROH work, you know, going back to him, teaming with CM Punk, the uh, Second City Saints, and just, you know, some of the single stuff he's done. Um after that and so yeah I think they you know they're
1: I like his series With uh Oh man what What's what's wrong with me (laughs) He had that series uh, for the NWA Title with uh
0: Oh with um oh man Now I'm blanking um he's um Pierce yes Adam Pierce Adam Pierce yes yeah
1: god (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I like the matches him and Adam Pearce had where they were like uh, it was the best seven series and then at the end of it They they both dropped the title and left <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, they had an nwa title match in china. hmm Yeah. Yep. So yeah, yeah, I think cabana He's a an underrated guy He's really great technically and he kind of has like his gimmick down and Knows when to turn it on when to turn it off and
1: I like cabana. I'd don't I think he's completely out of place in New Japan, though? To be honest with you, yeah, like a lot of the time when I'm watching him here, it just feels really strange to me.
0: Right, because he's doing a lot of like the kind of like American indie kind of stuff. It,
1: it just feels kind of like a like a crossover, like comic or episode of a television show. <laughs> like it's like a dream sequence. You're gonna like get up, or like you know, you're gonna wake up, and it's not gonna have been real. And it's kind of just like, oh well, that was that was weird. Like That's what's kind of like having Colt Cabana in, in New Japan at this point uh, it Just feels kind of like strangely out of place Also, quick question Is he in Chaos now?
0: Yeah, so in the opening package There's they,
1: a, they have the, the Chaos uh,
0: logo logo for that. Because them. for Cobb they have the Ring of Honor logo And the Chaos X Nichols But for Yano and Cabana is it Colt Cabana still with ROH? Yeah well, I think I think he honestly I haven't watched ROH <laughs> <laughs> in forever. What's even uh, happening in that company, <laughs> dude? They're getting ready for final battle, and the card looks horrible.
1: <laughs> Remember, like last year's final battle was a banger,
0: dude. Most final battle battles, I mean, final battle used to be like one of the best shows of the year, and now they're they got um, the main event to and Pco, and that, uh, that sounds kind of lit, actually. <laughs> and well, I mean that'll be good, but as the main event, bro, come on.
1: PCO and Roosh they're gonna have a la park (laughs) walk and
0: brawl a walk and brawl. Okay, what about what about Matt Taven and Vinny? Who's Vinny the balloon guy? They're feuding. Yeah, I thought they were in the same group. They were he turned on Taven Taven's a baby face now What? (laughs) 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 Oh god,
1: oh my god and so you're saying um God, we're so off track, Yeah, it's, it's World Tag League <laughs> <laughs> So, hold on, let me get this straight So at the end of this month, the 30th mm-hmm. um, What's-his-face, his contract is up, right? Skrull, yeah Marty Skrulls So, they had from, all the way from early April to the end of November They could have at some point put the title on that man
0: They yeah. chose not to They said, nah, we're gonna put the belt on Matt Taven
1: Oh, Freaking A God yeah. Alright Moving on Yeah, uh, Let's talk <laughs>
0: <laughs> So yeah I don't know I don't know if I think Cabana's still doing commentary for them But yeah I still think he would be considered A ring of Honor guy But but he's
1: also re- I think he wrestles a lot of places though You know right. like He's on and NWA Power Right he's
0: the NWA national champion He won the belt last week From uh, Cowboy James Storm Spoiler alert I mean, It's last week I mean guys come on <laughs>
1: Speaking of which, I freaking love NWA Power. Dude,
0: as soon when I watched the first episode, I'm like, Josh is gonna, <laughs> Josh is gonna love this. Bro, the whole time
1: I watch any like I anytime I'm watching NWA Power, like everything that happens I go I'm just like, I love this. Oh my god, I love this. <laughs> oh, shout out to uh, William uh Rambone Slam Pig. I saw him in like the very first episode. You notice him in the front row?
0: I think you're getting those two. I think they're Are ju- they not the same person. No, they're two different people. Who's William? Williams from the Wrestling Squirt Circle. Um, who we hung out with in um, in New York. New York? I thought Ram- Rambo and Slam Pig is a different listener.
1: God, I thought William was Rambo and Slam Pig. No, nah. yo, y'all need to start going by your real names. <laughs> Stop trying to kayfabe the show. All all coming out here with aliases like you guys are workers. <laughs> Put your name on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, but uh, who
1: who gave us the Neo Geo mini?
0: William. Okay, Wrestling Score Circle.
1: Okay, but I thought he was also. One of our, I thought he's one of the Reddit uh, Listeners
0: If he is, I don't know what his Reddit name is Because Rambo and Slam Big is somebody different
1: God, I thought that's who he was Man, yeah. I apologize Sorry guys, but yeah, <laughs> no, I did see William on that first episode Yeah,
0: he was, uh, yeah, I'm there uh, But yeah Shout out Shout out to William But uh, speaking of NWA A- 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 <laughs> uh, But yeah Oh, oh I think speak- it, his, I think his Reddit name is like something Wombat
1: Oh, that's right
0: Yeah, because when he was hitting us up in New York, I remember, yeah so-
1: Dang it! <laughs> My apologies, guys.
0: Uh, what were we
1: saying about the NWA?
0: Well, speaking of NWA, we had a, a former NWA champion in action Satoshi Kojima, teaming up with Hiroshi Tenzan tenkozy taking on two, uh, two,
1: two yeah. former NWA World Heavyweight Champions. Tenzan held the NWA title. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, back in like the like early two thousands or like early to mid two thousands when they were doing all the uh, crossover stuff, I'm pretty sure he. He beat rob conway for the title.
0: Mm, Yeah, I remember conway was the champion. I know he did some defenses I didn't realize that uh tenzan had beat him Yeah,
1: that's why everyone thought it was a joke at that point because you had like Tenzan and kojima holding it which like granted they were like past their uh, you know Main event like runs, but it's kind of like they were treating the title sort of like the never belt. Yeah, you know what? I mean, (laughs) yeah, but it's the nwa world title and it's kind of like ah. it's Kind of a joke.
0: Well, it was kind of it's a joke in the first place because they had it on Rob Conway.
1: <laughs> dude, they they thought Rob Conway was their going to be their ticket. to Be honest,
0: yeah. I mean, out of La Resistance, Rene Dupree was the man.
1: Dude, I loved when uh, I didn't like La Resistance, but when they first first debuted with the long tights, I was like, dude, these guys look like a nineteen eighties tag team. I was all about it, but uh, they started sucking. Now it was Rene uh, Sylvain Gagnier and Rene Dupree. Was that?
0: Yeah, it was, it was yeah, Conway, um, uh, Sylvain Grenier, and Rene Dupree.
1: Why did they switch it? It was
0: weird. I don't know.
1: Yep, look, uh, March 16, 2013, Rob Conway wins the belt. He loses it January 4th at the Tokyo Dome to Satoshi Kojima. He beats Kojima for the title at the Cauliflower Alley Club Show in June of that year, 2014. And then in February of 2015, Hiroyoshi Tenzan at the New Beginning in Sendai.
0: Mm, boom, and that's why... We have you on this show.
1: And then uh Jack Dane won the title in 2015.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, but, we're
1: not that far removed. Like I know it's like five or four years, five years later, but like there's only there's only been a couple champions. I mean since Tenzon, you're talking about Dane, Storm, Aldous, and Cody, and that's it. Just four champions.
0: Didn't didn't uh, Josephus have the bell at one point in there? Uh uh-uh. uh. No, okay.
1: No, I don't think he ever held the title.
0: Gotcha. I think he just competed in the NWA territories. Uh, but yes, all right. So two former NWA champions, Kojima and Tenzon, taking on Chingo and Terrible and I love this match. You loved it mainly because Kojima won. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was about to say I
1: was like it was a good match, but, no, it, was, but it was a good little hard hitting ten minute match. It was it, nothing yeah, special. Yeah,
0: all serious. Yeah, it was it was a hard hitting match. I, I would go like uh, three and a quarter on it. Uh, but, you know, Kojima looking really good I think Kojima is working really hard this tournament And really busting his butt um, Tenzan, you know, he, he's, he's trying But I, you can tell that he's, you know, we've been we've been saying it He's having
1: trouble with his mobility Yeah Also, uh, callback in this match to a feud between Kojima and Terrible From uh, the Fantasca Mania Tour, was right. that last year?
0: Yes, I think it was last year I
1: can't remember if it was last year or the year before But they, they had a feud And it culminated in a singles match Between Kojima and Terrible Where Terrible and L.I.J. prevailed
0: Right, and that was the match that Kojima tore his ACL, That's right? That's right Yeah
1: It is, I forgot that Yeah, so um, You know, kind of like a little bit of a payback here To see him kind of prevail And get, get the big W over El Terrible
0: Yeah, and um, I think Terrible What do you think about Terrible? I think he's looking pretty good He's
1: fine. Uh yeah. he's a, he's a bit gimmicky, he's an older performer and I mean he's he kind of just does his wild man thing and Yeah. I like... I
0: love his um his chop slap combo.
1: Yeah. The, I mean it's cool. I mean the uh the fans what do you think the fans think? They don't seem to know him or care very much, to be honest. Uh, at least that's my opinion. Well, in
0: the, this first show, the crowd was a little bit quiet compared to Corkin. When he was in Corkin, the crowds were like kind of like getting behind him. The,
1: but thats I don't think that's because he's getting over. I think that's because he's already slightly over from the, the previous tours. They kind of right. know him. correct. Plus, there are a lot of, um, you know, the Corkin crowd super smarky, and a lot of them do watch CMLL because of the Fantastic Mania tours. So right. th- they're probably more familiar with who he is because of that.
0: So, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, we had Kojima here hitting that uh, big lariat, the strongest arm to take out El Terrible and get the pin for his team. And to Tenkozy gets on the board.
1: The next match, we had uh, Kenta and Yujiro Takahashi, team of the Bull Club, taking on Yuji Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi. And um, this wasn't so great.
0: Yeah, man. <sighs> Nakanishi is just looking rough, you know. You know, bless his soul, but <laughs> this guy, man, moving at snail's pace in this in this match. And it doesn't help when you have you know Kenta and Yujiro kind of laying heavy on like the heel stick, and then Nagato's like pretty much the only guy in the match that's like working really hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what we we told you guys last week to kind of be prepared for this that. Of of all the teams that are out there, Nagata and Nakanishi would be one of the one of the ones that would you'd have probably a lot of trouble with as far as uh you know match quality goes. And I mean that's kind of what we're seeing. And I mean, you know, we talk and I, I feel like we, we sound like broken records. We talk about it every year, but it's like every year is another year further out, right? With more miles, more bumps on the on the bump card for these guys, and and you know, uh, Father Time is undefeated and. You know manabu nakanishi is having a rough go in there honestly and even
0: nagata like yes he does still look good But even some things like his like his kind of that roll through move that he does into the drop kick He's having a little a hard time getting up as quickly as he normally does and The strikes are still great, but overall speed and mobility is not what it used to be So even nagata is you know getting there.
1: Yeah, for sure um yeah, I mean, there's I don't really have a lot to say here. I mean, it was fine. Uh, you know, Kenta and Ujiro, you know, a lot of shenanigans. They did what they could with Nagata Nakanishi, trying to make them look good. But uh, this wasn't this wasn't something I really loved,
0: honestly. Yeah. So uh, Kenta and Ujiro get the win after Ujiro hits the pimp juice. So then we move on to Minor Suzuki and Lance Archer, the U.S. champion, taking on the Bullet Club team of Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale.
1: <clears throat> yep, so this this match was fine. Um you know, uh it was kind of interesting. We saw really really what I would consider one of the best big man matches in a long time in New Japan earlier during the G1 but with Archer and Fale. And then um you know, you've got Suzuki in there. I mean, I I really love this team of Suzuki and Archer. Um you know, I one thing I wasn't aware of, they won the World Tag League before.
0: Right. Yeah, what well, was the G1? Tag league at the time most, it's the same thing. Yeah, in uh, yeah. twenty eleven. Yeah,
1: I don't know why like that didn't register with me. Did we mention that last week on the mm-hmm. show? Yeah. Okay. I I must not. Be, I even listened to the show and I must not pay <laughs> attention. But uh, yeah, Suzuki and Archer, man, they're that's a killer tag team, and so like it's pretty cool to see them, you know, back together, kind of run a rough Uh Chase Owens, you know, him and Suzuki. I, I love the stuff with him and <laughs> Suzuki because. He's just he's scared to death Like He wants, he wants no smoke <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: Yeah and uh, like we mentioned a lot of young lions are Getting wrecked on this tour On uh Suzuki and Archer's entrance But yeah Archer and Suzuki work really well together You know you're two monster heels And they uh overtook The bullet club here With Archer getting that Um the EBD claw on Chase Owens Yeah uh
1: solid match um I think what a lot of this was for me was kind of just seeing the the uh, dynamics of Suzuki and Archer teaming together again for the first time in a long time. And, um, you know, it was a heel versus heel match. It wasn't anything that was spectacular. It was pretty solid, and it was, you know, pretty hard-hitting and stuff. But, uh, you know, you had Fale being Fale.
0: Right, And yeah. I think that's
1: really what brought the match down and to a certain degree.
0: Yeah. So what do we have next?
1: The funny thing is my, my, my page that I'm using just uh just
0: <laughs> Disroll- <laughs> literally uh, just cut out. Uh, here we go. Uh Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toa Hanare taking on the team of Togi Makabe and Tomioka Hanma. G- G- GBH Yes, great bash heel. Uh first let's talk about Hanare, man. Uh new gear, yep. new uh ring jacket. Yep. I think he he's looking in pretty uh good shape
1: right now. He looks uh he looks like he's cut down a little bit. Yeah. Like he's uh toned down, slimmed up a little bit. Um I thought he looked fine before but I mean yeah he's definitely looking like he's in a little bit better ring shape and um you know a, a slightly more like I, I don't know what the word is attitude in the ring yeah like like a different approach it almost seems like
0: yeah it's almost I think I, I think motivated could be the word for him here too like, Yeah, you know you no know, world tag league this is his time to shine uh you know the a chance for him to get some wins so I think he's, you know... Yeah,
1: I, th- I think for him it's definitely that because he gets very few... We, I actually think not this year, but last year he had more singles match opportunities and more uh, opportunities to kind of be spotlighted than he has this year. This year... Right,
0: he's been in a lot of multi-mans.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, anytime he's been in a singles match, they've kind of... As uh, other than him wrestling young lines, he's been on the losing end in most cases Mm -hmm. And even some of those matches weren't even really that highlighted I mean you could have blinked and missed all all the singles matches this year. So um, You're absolutely right This is the one time where he gets a a big opportunity to kind of step up and show people what he's capable of and um, You know the fact that he's teaming with Tanahashi is also a big part of that Uh, I I do got to wonder how much of this is a test for him uh, you know, because we're at a point where Hanari has been main roster two years now, basically. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, they've got a whole new crop of young lions talent from around the world coming in. And w- this is kind of what we're waiting to see is when is this guy going to step up? And, and, you know, I know a lot of it is booking, but a lot of it, too, is you get out what you put in. And I'm wondering, you know, not to question him necessarily because I'm not a wrestler, but. You know, there's got to be some sort of reason that up till now he hasn't been pushed the way that we kind of expected that maybe he would have right.
0: been. Right, and he's getting in that danger zone where he could be lapped if something doesn't happen within the next year.
1: I think he has been by some guys already. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know that they're they're bringing in uh, some of these young lines that have been out on excursion. I mean, we're not that far away from the returns of guys like Oka and guys like Kawato and. You got to wonder, like, when they come back, I mean, they're probably going to come in with pretty big gimmicks. I mean, they're going to pass Senari. Yeah. And and there's been a lot of new talent that's been brought in since, you know, he made his rise to... I mean, we've literally seen the roster turn over, like, twice. We've seen, like, a whole group of guys leave and... Other people be called up to fill those spots and Hanari's just been, been a guy that's kind of been stuck in one spot So and then uh,
0: the LA dojo young lions. I mean those guys are chomping at the bit. They're right on his heels Precisely. especially Carl Frederick So uh, but yeah, I thought he looked really good in this match. I think uh, him and Tanahashi work really well together. I, I l- agree. I love their uh, Sling blade leg trip uh, sweep combo. Yep, their version of the high low. I think that's a really great combo
1: And it's this is an interesting matchup, too, because you have Tohanari, who has in the past teamed up extensively with Togi Makabe and Tomooki Hanma. And, you know, earlier this year was cutting promos, talking about how he wanted to revive Great Bash Heel. He wanted to be the third member of Great Bash Heel. And so to kind of see him go up against his friends and mentors, that was kind of a a little bit of a meaningful element to this match as well.
0: Right, and also with... um Great bash heel being two-time World tag league winners in 2015 And 2016 it was a big Opportunity to kind of knock out a Quote-unquote favorite uh, <laughs> In the tournament from a Kayfabe standpoint but right. I think
1: even in Kayfabe They have to acknowledge That Hanma isn't I mean Hama says It on in the interviews all The time that he's not what he was and I mean so it's Pretty pretty established but right uh, Yeah I mean it's kind of like you Know um, in the olden days if You were a prize fighter and you you were getting ready to uh, You know in the heavyweight division You know challenge they would have you Fight like former champions To solidify your position To potentially challenge for a title And even if some of those names Weren't quite you know uh, Something that comes to mind is like Marciano versus Joe Lewis you know Joe Lewis was nothing compared to what he'd been In the years past Marciano wrecked him But that strengthened Marciano's Record and you know Same 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 idea applies here like yes Makabe and Hanma aren't what they used to be But in kayfabe like you said Former champions so that strengthens The uh contendership For anybody that beats them in this tournament which I gotta imagine will probably be a lot of teams
0: Yep and that's what happened here Tanahashi hit the high fly Flow on Hanma Are you surprised by that? What that uh Tanahashi got the win?
1: No Tanahashi's breaking out high fly flows And for tag league
0: Yeah and he You know maybe he could have done the uh the or anything, or that weird other sling blade thing that he tried to do that one time. That,
1: yeah, <laughs> that one time he de- he he debuted a new finisher and then never ever ever did it again. Yeah, or maybe He's like, it, nah, fuck my knees, <laughs> I don't
0: need these. <laughs> or maybe a twist and shout. I don't know, but
1: I think he needs a new finisher. Yeah,
0: because.
1: And he should probably wait till after Wrestle Kingdom to debut Because he's definitely losing
0: <laughs> Yeah that man's eating a juice effect uh,
1: <laughs> Oh god I, Bro don't say that <laughs> I, I, I just want him to get rolled up I don't want him to eat a juice effect Holy fuck <laughs> god, uh, If he eats a juice effect I'm going to cry bro
0: <laughs> I think it's going to happen man I'm sorry <laughs> um, But yeah He busts out the high fly flow here On Hanma and gets the win for him And Han- Hanare
1: so let's talk about the main event here A really, really, really cool match We got uh, Tomohiro Ishii Teaming up with Yoshihashi uh, Taking on the team of Dangerous Techers, Zack Sabre Jr. And Taichi
0: Yeah, I thought this was a very good main event The, the best match on the show So if you're kind of a cherry picking Looking for something to watch, I would definitely Watch this main event uh, We've seen Ishii and Yoshihashi team in the past They challenged uh, G.O.D. Earlier this year so they team quite often this year with Yano kind of teaming with um, Makabe and Taguchi With the six man uh, division And so they've been gelling really well And you know as much as we, we uh, Rag on Yoshihashi um, He is a very hard hitting guy And is you know he has the mechanics And so him and Ishii together have been Really well and then uh, Sabre and Tai Chi have been one of my favorite teams to watch thus far in the tournament. Uh, these guys kind of picking up where they left off in last year's World Tag League and just um, having some great performances.
1: Yeah, I really like the tag team of Zach Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. Um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a lot a lot. Like they were our MVPs of the tournament last year and I mean, like you said, picking it up right where they left off. Um, who was Ishii teaming with last year? Was it Toriano?
0: Yeah, I believe he was still with Yano last year
1: Okay, so I mean, they had a banger of a match Last year And that was uh, That was the match where Zack Sabre uh, Tapped out Ishii Or choked him, I think he choked him unconscious Yeah Which was nuts (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't seen that match, it's a pretty cool match So I mean, this was kind of like part two of that match And uh, uh, this was just awesome Like, you know um, Even if you're not going to watch the whole World Tag League You should probably go out of your ways to at least catch some of these recommended matches and if you're gonna watch one match from this night this should be the one because this dangerous techers team man they are freaking awesome from the double team moves from the uh you know their their backstage promos their antics in the ring the chemistry the, the way they play off one another and um they literally make each other better i know a lot of people love the team of Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki And I get it and I've, I've seen it And I, I understand why they like it And I, I think it's a cool dynamic But I'm going to go out on a limb and say I like Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi way better
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm right there with you, man They're a really solid tag team And like you mentioned, they have great chemistry They kind of, uh, you know, play off of each other really well Which you wouldn't think they would just based on their characters um, Yeah, look great here in this match And then um, Ishii and Yoshihashi I've been loving some of the kind of double team Combos they've been doing, and it's just one of those things the Chaos Guys and we say with LJ too, but the Chaos Guys work really well together, and so they had some really great combos, also.
1: Yeah, this match is awesome.
0: Yeah, and so it came down uh, to the end where Ishii hits the brain buster on Tai Chi to get the win. So Ishii and Yoshiashi pick up their first two points, and also something else to mention, uh, just you know, Ishii just has great chemistry with Saber and Tai Chi, so that helped this match also.
1: Yeah, there was a a, a really funny promo um, I don't know if it was this night I I, I believe it was or it might have been a different night But I saw it online where uh, Zack Sabre Jr. basically said something along the lines of He's like, Ishii is marvelous But Yoshihashi, who the heck wants to talk about him? <laughs> yeah Sucks <laughs>
0: um, And uh, something else that happened on this night That we um, didn't talk about There was a non-World Tag League match Before the Tanahashi match Uh, Gato and Jay White defeated uh, Bushi and Tetsuya Naito So they're continuing the build For the Naito and Jay White match
1: That is so weird Okay I don't want to go too far off topic But I just want to say this one thing No matter who wins The two title matches You're essentially right now Building To to, They're literally only building To the first two matches On night one Mm Mm-hmm and giving no build to whatever the second match winds up being. That's true. No matter what it is. Like there's no there's no standoffs, promos or right. interactions. Right, there's no
0: tease between J-Y and Ibushi or Okada and Naito or uh, right, or whoever. Or Okada and J-Y Nothing yeah, yeah.
1: They're they're just building to the the White and Naito match and the uh Okada and uh and um What's wrong with
0: me? the uh, white and Naito, oh,
1: that's uh, white and Naito and Okada uh, and, and Ibushi. Ibushi. God, why am I forgetting? Names? <laughs> um, and a part of me does wonder if maybe why there's some um lack of like excitement for those matches when it comes to the live crowds is because ultimately, what this really is about is whatever the final match is going to be, not those you know, uh, semi finals, right. And so, but they're spending all their time and effort and energy to build the semifinals without giving any real forethought or tease to the finals. So it's just kind of weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would be teasing, you know, the other matches building up to this to give fans like get them excited for the possibilities of what could happen, and maybe they're going to save that to Road to Tokyo Dome show. I know there's there's three Road to shows that will be airing live, so maybe maybe they're saving it for that. But I would be doing it here though. Yeah. So then we move on to night two, which happened in Cork and hall with an attendance of 1725. We opened up with Finjuice uh, defeating the team of Kojima and Tenzon.
1: Yeah. Uh, shout out again, like you said to, uh, Satoshi Kojima, because he's really working super hard in this tournament. Like he does seem super motivated. Um, you know, Kento, <laughs> Kentoji, uh, Tenkoji is definitely you know one of the more storied teams in the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling and all of Japanese tag team wrestling, and uh, they work really well with FinJuice. We've seen it before uh, in last year's Tag League,
0: right? And um, Tenkoji was uh, you know both you know Finley and Juice's uh, senpais and dojo. Exactly, yeah. So there, there,
1: there's there's a story there built in, but you know, of respect and also you know. Kind of a uh, competitive nature Because they want to best their teachers I I don't remember if they beat uh, Tenkoji last year Or not, they may or may not I, th- I yeah, feel like they uh, might have got upset by them last year
0: Yeah, if I, if I remember correctly I feel like they might have got upset But I, I'm not 100% Yeah, it's a lot of matches But this,
1: <laughs> this one was super enjoyable 11 minutes, 20 seconds And I thought Finjuice worked really well with uh, Tenkoji
0: yeah, the one thing, you know, just being a Kojima fan, I was just annoyed at the end. Like Tenzan was literally just standing on the outside watching as Kojima got double teamed and pinned. And then, like, what's he gonna do, bro? <laughs> like, roll in there, man. He, he got no <laughs> knees.
1: Man, this man has no knees.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah post match, he was just like, I'm sorry, Kojima. I'm sorry, I let you down. <laughs> and Kojima cut one of his famous. We could lose 10 times. We could still be victorious. Yeah, like,
1: what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, you know what's funny is, like, I feel like we're the only ones who really appreciate the the whole entire Kojima, like, can't do math for
0: the tournament. <laughs> yeah, Kojima math. You've heard of Steiner math? Well, there's 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 Kojima math.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I, I wish I knew that... Uh, I wish I knew that freaking The Steiner Math promo The (laughs) Steiner Math promo Because I would I would parody it
0: Right now But like I I don't I know
1: it's something He's like He's like He's like You "You got a 50-50 chance But then you got to Take that out Like You got a
0: 33 And a third chance (laughs) (laughs) Dude we need to make Like um, Kojima Like motivational posters Like you could lose ten times, but you could still win. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Post them all over the dojo. Yeah, nah, that'll kill the vibe in here. Bring people over. They're like, "Who's this random Japanese man in orange saying weird stuff?"
0: Shut your mouth. You will respect Kojima. You will respect the Bread Club.
1: That's Satoshi Kojima, sir, <laughs> former MLW World Heavyweight
0: <laughs> Oh man, I actually hope that they strike a deal to get him an MLW show again. <laughs> okay I'm saying man I would love to see him You know Him and Jacob Fatu Dude I saw clips From the Fatu LA Park match And it looked Freaking awesome
1: I'm sure it is He's a super talented yeah, guy Yeah
0: dude But they locked uh, Fatu down for a couple of years So You going to watch him You gotta watch him in MLW. That's
1: good No one else wanted to Which is weird I don't know why
0: Yeah Real weird uh, But uh, moving on To the next match We had uh, great Bash heel taking on Nagata and Nakanishi
1: Did I tell you or did I tell you
0: You told us <laughs> That Great Bash heel Versus Nagata and Nakanishi would be The worst match of the tournament
1: This is the worst <laughs> Match I've ever Seen <laughs> No um, it, it wasn't the worst match but it was Really bad <laughs> right. it, it's, it was just really slow really lifeless um, And I mean dude We love Nagata And like You know uh, This this wasn't it chief Yeah man Like And it went Nine minutes What's weird is The last match Went like 11 minutes 20 seconds But it felt like It was like Six minutes maybe This match went Nine minutes And it felt like It was 15 or 16 17 minutes It was It felt like It went on Forever
0: Seriously. I mean, you got Makabe in there who's taking as little bumps as possible. Hanma, who can't go. Nakanishi, who can't go. And Nagata, who's like, he can still go, but he's, you know, losing it.
1: I don't, I, I'm not going to say Nagata's losing it yet, but like, it, it's a long tour. Right. And, you know, I mean, when's the last time Nagata like wrestled a long tour in New Japan? Maybe he's just working ring rust off. But I don't know. But, um, even still, I mean, he didn't have a lot to work with here.
0: Right. It's like the match relied on Nagata. Yeah, and it, there's only so much. Uh, he's awesome. I love Nagata, but there's only so much he can do at this point.
1: Dude, I'm sure that the, I'm sure when I t- when I said out loud that this would probably be the worst match at the tournament. There's probably like some diehard Puro fanboys out there who are like, well. Makabe had a really good match with Suzuki a couple <laughs> years ago. And did you not see his G1 last year? Like, dude, people sleep on Makabe. They don't even know. And Hama's getting better. I mean, he's really improved since he's been back. And, you know, Nakanishi was doing topes. I think you're really uh, – these these people, they don't know what they're talking about. Like, and then they produce this. Like, I'm sure there's someone out there who probably had that mentality. But, like, facts are facts. And, you know – all really talented wrestlers All have given a lot to the industry And probably still have more to offer But on this night This was not their night This was a bad match Yeah
0: This this was rough Definitely not a recommended watch No <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we had um, Makabe He got the win with the King Kong knee drop On Nakanishi Yeah So moving on With uh, Tanahashi and Hanare Taking on the Bullet Club team Of Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale.
1: This was fine, um, solid match. A lot of the things that we—it's kind of funny because we've already covered most of the major like story points when we talked about all these teams. But you know, I feel like what I am going to say here about this match is probably what I am going to say most most nights when it comes to this uh, Bullet Club team. Good match. Chase really worked his butt off, but Foley was Foley.
0: Yeah, and that—that's going to be the story as we review this, as we talk about the Owens Foley team. That's going to be the story. Yeah. Chase Owens looks great. Foley, Foles. And <laughs> Fale, like, <laughs> Fale has got to
1: follow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so we had um, Fale and Owens getting the win here with Owens hitting the package pile driver on Hanare, and he freaking killed Toa Hanare with this package pile driver. Hanari's sell
1: was like incredible. Ninety eight rock levels of selling, like definitely like the same like if. If Rocky Johnson or Rocky, I'm sorry, not Rocky John. If Rocky Maiavia had taken this uh, package pile driver, I, I'm sure he would have sold it exactly the same way.
0: Dude, yeah, he got dropped on his head and he like recoiled out. It was, it was incredible. The only difference
1: is The Rock would have flipped another time. Over. Right, right, would have <laughs>
0: flipped out, almost flipped out the ring. <laughs> but yeah, dude, the package pile driver was amazing, dude. I, I think Chase Owens has the best package pile driver in wrestling right now.
1: Yeah. They're, I don't know. I, I yeah, he does. I, I mean, yeah, the way he hits it, he bounces guys. He does it so safe. Uh, I mean,
0: pentagons is good too, but I don't know. I don't like. No, I was, I was gonna say show. Oh, the uh, the shock arrow, yeah. That,
1: the shock arrow is pretty freaking awesome.
0: I mean, when, and then when Kevin Owens used to do it in Ring of Honor, it was uh, he hit it pretty good. But uh, the guys currently using it right now, I think Chase is like one of the top right now.
1: Yeah, but Kevin Owens used to kill people. Yeah, even. uh <laughs> Even though like I never heard any stories About anyone personally getting hurt I mean they were literally like hitting I mean I don't know how people weren't getting hurt I mean Kevin Steen was dropping people on their domes And shit like it's pretty crazy
0: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, moving on to the next match We had the Bullet Club team Of Kenta and Yujiro Takahashi taking on the team Of Hiroki Goto and Carl Fredericks.
1: Well, this was a match that a lot of people kind of had earmarked uh, as one of the more interesting matches in the tournament because we're on Shibata Watch 2019, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of people are still kind of wondering, what are we getting for Wrestle Kingdom? Are we getting a Kenta Shibata feud, or are we getting a Kenta Shibata feud via Hiroki Goto as his surrogate?
0: Right, and this match, it's it's making it look like we're Gonna get a Kenta versus Goto match because uh, Hiroki Goto pins um, Kenta here with yep. the GTR gets a win over the Never Openweight Champion. So usually when a, a person pins a champion in a tag team match, it, it, that sets up a title match down the line.
1: Interesting fact, not to—it's funny. We're going all—we're all over the place <laughs> on this, but. Uh, Last week, you actually—I want to call it out here on the show because you made a prediction in our group thread where you said that on AEW Dynamite that the tag team of uh
0: a uh, Scorpio Sky, Scorpio, that Scorpio Sky was going to pin Jericho. You said
1: SCU was—you said Scorpio Sky was going to pin Jericho and uh, secure himself a title shot. And uh, what was really funny is like a bunch of people in our group thread were like, "That's preposterous!" <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Jericho shouldn't be taking pinfalls; he's the champion." Have you no respect sir And I was like I mean they do it in New Japan all the time Like it's actually a really logical way to book Like it's totally fine And I think you feel obviously the exact same way And yeah. you called it like way ahead of time Yeah, Like did. way ahead of time <laughs> So yeah I didn't hear anyone else saying that shit either Yeah so I'll take that
0: uh, Barry Horowitz uh, <laughs> pat on the back there
1: Speaking of which Remember that time we were at that indie show We saw Barry Horowitz and we did not recognize him Yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh Yeah <laughs> I felt um,
0: bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, we're all over the place. Oh <laughs> but, but uh <laughs> how do we even get there? Oh, the Ke- uh, Goto pinning Kenta. So yeah, so Goto got the big win, Pin Kenta. So clearly we're getting a never title match. So it's the question is when they could potentially do it on one of the Road to Tokyo Dome shows. We they've had they have done uh, never title matches before. Last year they had Goto versus Abushi. Where, um, Abushi was no, was it was the Goto Abushi or Goto versus Osprey? I can't, remember. it Abushi, yeah, it was Goto and Abushi. Where that's right, because I remember the whole tour, Goto was teasing Abushi, and then they had
1: Osprey versus Taichi as the title eliminator, right? So uh, that's how they set up that Abushi and Osprey, yeah. right?
0: So they've done never title matches before on Road to Tokyo Dome. Which, was that
1: Road to Tokyo Dome?
0: Yeah, huh? I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it was, wasn't it?
1: I probably I, was. I don't.
0: If, I don't if, think it was power struggle.
1: You're right. It, it was. It it was Rojo Rojo, to- to- yeah. yeah.
0: So they do do never title matches. They do big matches. Remember they had Tanahashi and Osprey against Golden Lovers. So they do do. They do do some big matches at these Road to Tokyo Dome do shows. Do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they could do Kenta and Goto at Road Tokyo Dome, and then you get the Kenta Shibata match at, at Wrestle Kingdom. But yeah,
1: here's the only thing,
0: and and they
1: could do that for sure. And it's not like they've never treated Goto like a geek. God knows they have. But Goto is a guy that they like to usually take care of when it comes to Wrestle Kingdom time. I mean, last year was the first time that they kind of shafted him, and he ended up in that uh,
0: the never uh, six-man six gauntlet. gauntlet on the open. With the hoodie. Yeah. Hoodie Goto. Hoodie Goto. <laughs>
1: um, I would be surprised if they put him into some sort of like main event for Road to Tokyo Dome just to set up a Shibata match. Now, if they are bringing Shibata back, that is a way they could do it, but then it's like, well, what does Goto do at the dome? I guess he's kind of getting shafted again. Right. Which who knows, maybe that's what they're planning to do, so I'm not totally discounting it, but it feels to me like Goto and Kenta are wrestling at the dome.
0: Right. I definitely think at least one of the like January 4th you're going to get Goto and Kenta Potentially maybe you could do a set up something for shibata and kenta the next night I
1: think that if you were going to really Like uh have shibata involved in any way Even if he's not wrestling They probably should have him on this tour Mm. Maybe not even in a wrestling capacity. I don't know what his schedules like or responsibilities, but like I don't know why he's not I mean we're a month we're like a month away well I guess further out than that but like still Yeah maybe towards the end of this tour probably, He'll show
0: up probably yeah toward like the Final nights might he might come out uh, But yeah I, I'm feeling What I'm feeling right now is we're going to get a Kenta Goto match there's going to be bull club shenanigans Shibata Makes a save and helps Goto win the Never title kind of during
1: what, wrestle During Wrestle Kingdom yeah
0: okay That's kind of what I'm leaning towards right now
1: but your Other idea your hypothesis is Maybe they have a match between Kenta And Goto at
0: On the fourth
1: Oh on the fourth See I don't think they would do that I I think that they would I think it would make more sense For them to have Kenta and Goto During a road to Tokyo Dome Mm -hmm. To Through the course of whatever Transpires During that match Use that as a catapult To get Kenta Shibata Kenta Shibata at the dome Mm. Um, And that could be the big angle For those shows you know But uh, I I do think we're getting Goto Goto and Kenta And I think a lot of people Are kind of They're going to be disappointed by that and and rightfully so because I mean there's been a lot of physicality with Shibata I mean you don't do that kind of physicality if you're not going if you're going to tease it Obviously everyone knows what what they're teasing is a match And it might be a match they can't deliver on and people are gonna There are gonna be people who who are who will end up inevitably criticizing that and they'll be right.
0: Yeah but um, as
1: far as this match, I thought this match was good, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, this match was good. Once again, I'm I'm still surprised by how much they're giving Fredericks in these matches.
1: Are, are you that surprised though? They they tend to give the young lines a lot. I know he. Yeah,
0: I, I don't. It's just something about him. I feel like he's.
1: It's because he comes off as an imposing and believable guy. I think is what it yeah. is. Yeah. And so, he might do the same amount of moves as say like a Shoto Umino or a Ren Rita, but because of his look, his aesthetic, and the fact that he's maybe even a more seasoned veteran, it's more believable that he could win, and so you believe you start to really like you know d- like dial into that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's my that's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's that that's a perfect explanation for it. But like I mentioned, uh, Goto with the GTR and Kenta gets the big win. Crowd pops and Corkin, and because they know that's going to set up a match down the line.
1: Yeah, and I mean I couldn't understand what the. Uh, Commentators are saying But they They were You, you heard them say Never a few times so Right So clearly They're putting over That idea
0: Right uh, No English commentary Thus far for these shows uh, Japanese commentary We have uh, Milano collection AT And I never remember The other guy's name uh, But Milano's always Hilarious Just Just by like The tone of his voice And just the stuff he does Like with the LIJ merch And in the next show Wearing the uh, The Chase Owens merch It was hilarious uh, But yeah So Japanese commentary I actually kind of miss The Japanese commentary Yeah yeah, they, I like it. Yeah, they were really into all these matches, and it helped elevate these matches.
1: Next match, we had G.O.D. taking on uh, the team of Torriano and Colt Cabana. Um, again, this was almost kind of very similar to the— <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of this with Toriano and Colt Cabana. It's almost the same match we had the night before, just with a different team. Obviously, uh, when G.O.D—G.O.D. God is one of the few teams that uh, when they— uh, tap into their comedic side, they're actually freaking hilarious. Oh, yeah, <laughs> especially like the screams and like the squeals that they do and stuff. Yeah, Tamma's
0: squealing. <laughs> uh,
1: I thought this was pretty fun. I mean, it, nothing blow away, probably like a just under three star match, I guess, but it, it was solid. I mean, it was fine for what it was at 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, this was a uh, god's first match of the tournament, they didn't wrestle on night one. And going against Yano Cabana, who was coming in from a loss.
1: Why didn't they wrestle night one? Did they just not have a match, or?
0: Yeah, they didn't have a match. Them and Evil Sonata didn't wrestle. Oh, that's night right. One. Okay, that
1: makes that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Um. And so Cabana and Yano got the big upset here. Yano hits a low blow. Cabana hits the Superman pin, and they get the win over the current I.W.G.P. Uh, tag Champions.
1: You know, so that means they're definitely getting a tag title match down the road.
0: That's the setup for our fatal four-way triple threat or whatever the fatal (laughs) four-way. Yeah
1: Do you think uh, do you think yano's like the wrestler with the most like pinfalls in tournaments over like major like champions who Never gets a title shot off of it could be in history like he might be yeah (laughs) Uh, The next match after that we got uh The team of tomohiro ishii and yoshihashi taking on the team of jeff cobb and mikey nichols
0: and this is where business picks up on this card
1: Slobber knocker
0: Yes, these guys, man You want to talk about a never style match This was it right here in a tag format These guys were slugging at each other Cobb was throwing dudes all around Nichols looked good Man, this was
1: Up to st- this point, the match of the tournament Even better than the dangerous techers And Tomohiro Ishii Yoshihashi match In my opinion yeah. Did you you agree?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: I we haven't talked about it, so I didn't know. Yeah, I had felt. this at
0: like three seven five. Um, I,
1: I yeah, that's probably yeah, three seven five is probably right. If someone went four, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah,
0: and I've seen a couple four star ratings being thrown out, but yeah, this was a banger, man.
1: I mean, it's a low bar and we don't really have it as as a uh, category, but like if we were to do a tag team match of the year in New Japan, this could be like a candidate. And again, it's because there's <laughs> there's not so many great tag team matches throughout the year. But this was something that I just thought like was unexpectedly great. Uh, you know, people won't talk about it. You know, come the end of the tournament, most likely, just because this is the kind of weird mashup of guys that you kind of will forget. But I mean, this is Mikey Nichols' best match in New Japan Pro Wrestling since he returned. I think.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Which is
1: like kind of crazy. Not only was it his best. Uh, match that he was involved in it might have been the best he's looked in a match in new japan uh, For some reason him and jeff cobb just kind of click. I don't I don't know what the deal is there um, I, I don't know. Do they have a friendship or a background together or anything like That's that?
0: What, I can't remember them I feel like they've always been in kind of different places throughout their careers unless i'm mistaken that they had some kind of tour together somewhere but
1: I mean jeff cobb has shown himself to be a very adept tag team wrestler in the past and Obviously we know Mikey Nichols Amadi uh, don't kneel Exactly um, And then you know teaming them up with against Yoshihashi And uh, Tomohiro Ishii I mean it does make all the sense in the world Why this was great but it was also It kind of came out of left field and I was like man That was a really really good match
0: Yeah and I'm loving this combo that Ishii And Yoshihashi started doing It's like uh, Yoshihashi hits a code breaker Ishii then hits a German And then follows up for Lariat Yep yeah. Awesome combo
1: everybody shined here Everybody looked good including Yoshihashi uh, Best best Mikey Nichols match in New Japan During the second run uh, really just high, high recommendations
0: Yeah Ishii hits The brain buster on Mikey Nichols And Tomohiro Ishii And Yoshihashi get another win And then Cobb and Nichols get their First loss
1: And then the next match this was a highly Anticipated showdown between uh, Suzuki-Gun's stablemates, you had Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer taking on the team of Dangerous Techers, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi. And this freaking rules. Yes, yeah,
0: this match was freaking awesome. Suzuki-Gun explodes, and it was an awesome match. Dude, the interactions with all four guys were great. Um, the strike exchanges um, with Suzuki and uh, Sabre. Saber trying to prove that he, you know, he's a real man and trying to take those strikes from uh, Suzuki, but he just kept getting mowed down.
1: Dude, last year we had a really, really good match when it was Dangerous Techers against Suzuki and um, Iska and Iska, and you kind of replaced Iska with Lance Archer, and you got a more active version of that match. That match was mo- mostly about Suzuki and Zach. This match was more about all four members, although. The interactions with Suzuki and Zack Saber Jr. were freaking awesome, especially mm-hmm. the moment where uh, Suzuki's in the in the middle of the ring and Zach just keeps striking him, and he's like, "Hit me, Zach!"
0: <laughs> 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 yes, that was great, and just the way Saber was crumbling from all of Suzuki's shots. And I liked how Saber would counter a lot of Suzuki's strikes with submissions. He knew that the strikes were coming, so he quickly got submissions on. Um, even uh, Suzuki and Taichi had some strike exchanges.
1: Dude, Archer still has it out for Zach from the G1. Mm. Like, there's still heat between them <laughs> from their 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 match in the G1. Like, it's it, it, and it, that was another story element here. Like, this was really, really, really cool um, for me. Match of the tournament.
0: Oh yeah, this is my match of the tournament. Um, Dangerous tickers are my uh, MVP of the tournament thus They're far. They're killing it, man. Uh, they've been looking great, and the, yeah. the
1: other team behind them is probably Ishii and Yoshihashi, I'd say. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but yeah, this match definitely go out of your way to watch this match. This was great, just the striking, the, the submissions, the cut, the escapes, the combos, the
1: story. But a lot of it too is like the story, the facials, the character. Like, you know, we talk about like. You know people always complain about like jay white matches like character matches but like this was like a character match even though like It was like heavy hitting and very high octane um, but there was so much like There's there's a lot of story there, which was just it was freaking awesome Like all these guys played their roles like to a t, like perfectly um And a lot of really good near falls like towards the end and I mean I really Wasn't sure who was gonna win here to be honest. right. Yeah, it
0: came out to um, suzuki and sabre And um, Saber caught him in uh, a European clutch for a near fall, and then Saber finally ended up cradling him up for the uh, for the win.
1: And I think they, I think he did. They, uh, I don't remember what happened last year in the match they had. Trying to remember, you
0: Yeah, it's. uh,
1: I think Dangerous Techers beat them last year also. Right. I think they pinned Iska. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Do you think that there is um, like, any because he pinned Suzuki, right? Yeah. Do you think that that is, you know, kind of telling?
0: Is it setting up everybody's dream of Saber You got to wonder. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know. But uh, at the end, all these guys, like, basically, like, squash the beef, right. shake each fist, other's fist, hands, fist, bump. fist bump.
0: Suzuki gave a fist bump to Miho Abe, which was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a spot in the match earlier really where Archer, like, got in her face and was scaring her.
1: <laughs> Dude, I mean, we've seen it two years in a row now. Zack Saber Jr. and Minoru Suzuki is like this low key dream match that I really, really, really want in New Japan Pro Wrestling because their, um, their technical wrestling like against one another it's on a different level like mm-hmm. it really is and uh, I want to see them even if it was just an exhibition or whatever like I want to see these guys go face to face.
0: Let's get that bloodsport. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: And then uh, time for the main event. So we had the team of Evil and Sonata, L.I.J., taking on the team of Shingo Takagi and El Terrible, L.I.J. So interfactional warfare here.
0: Yep, L.I.J. explodes <laughs> after the Suzuki gun explosion.
1: Uh, uh, unless you want to get technical and say El Terrible is technically uh Mexican exporter. Right. He he, uh, he's
0: actually, like, the only member of Los Ingobernables left. That's still left. Because... Um, Roosh and um, Roosh is gone and Roosh's dad's gone I don't think there was Anybody else
1: <laughs> I'm trying to remember who was in um, Was it La Mascara
0: I Yeah I don't think I forget
1: he, who's part of Los Ingranables I could find out
0: Yeah but yeah, cause I think I was like looking on um,
1: Yeah I was right La Mascara yeah. but I think La Mascara Is in AAA now Cause he th- they had that whole like crazy Yeah he left A couple years ago um, Yeah uh, Well technically Tetsuya Naito Is a member Of Los Ingenables <laughs> <laughs> So the only two Active members Of Los Ingenables Are El Terrible And Tetsuya Naito So yeah I mean It's pretty much Like done Yeah In in Mexico At least for now That's pretty crazy Huh
0: <laughs> Yeah it is
1: Yep no, La sambra has gone Rouge's gone Scorpion's gone. La Bestia del Ring. Yep. La Mascara. Yep. You're right.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought this was a, uh, a pretty good main event. It wasn't on the caliber of the previous two matches.
1: Yeah, it was a lot to live up to <laughs> and try to compete with those other two matches. But um, I think it is the first time that we've seen Shingo. Uh, go up against Evil and Sonata in any sort of scenario in, in New Japan. Which right, because Shingo
0: is in the same block as Naito right. in G1. So, yeah, he didn't have have never pace seen up. them
1: on opposite ends at all.
0: Right. So, I
1: mean, what did you think of the, the dynamics with that?
0: I thought it was good. They, he had good chemistry going off against Evil and Sonata. Um, and, you know, Shingo's just awesome, and I thought he looked really good in there. Um, him and Evil had some great um, strike exchanges at one point. And then once again, like I mentioned earlier, I love uh, to blaze you know, his chop and um, slap combo that he does. Do you know what I liked about this match? Hmm. It went 12 minutes.
1: And, yeah. and it was over.
0: Yeah. It didn't overstay
1: its welcome at it all. It wasn't
0: your typical 20-plus-minute main event.
1: Nope. They worked at a really fast pace here. They got in, got out, they got done. Um it was I thought it was fine Uh the crowd was really into oh, it Oh
0: yeah I mean they were really yeah super into it
1: I mean yeah the crowd was really 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 Into this I think the one thing that kind of took me Out of it is it's so clear What's happening here Because it's evil and Sonata against Shingo and Terrible so you know Who's you know there's a job to do <laughs> <laughs> So you kind of know what the deal is there But I thought I mean the real interesting thing here Is just kind of seeing Shingo Face off against evil and Sonata and I mean you know evil like there's just that interesting dynamic that like shingo has gotten so over in such a short period of time and then You know He's kind of like in in that same similar position where it's like he just came up to heavyweight evil style like So you want to be a heavyweight in Kid
0: <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, it was great interactions The crowd. I mean this whole show the Corken hall crowd really they they do an excellent job just elevating the shows and matches and They definitely did elevate this main event here, and we're super into all the near falls. Uh, But it came down to um, Terrible getting the Everything is Evil STO from Evil. One, two, three. Evil and Sonata pick up their first win in this year's World Tag League.
1: Yep, and
0: that will bring us to night three. Yep, so night three was also in Corkin Hall. And we had an attendance of, hold on, my doc went 1, down.
1: 1,504 boom, boom. raucous fans.
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so another night in Cork and Hall. We opened up with. Uh, oh, and before
1: we move on, I'd like to say night two so far, best best night of the tournament. I know we're only three nights in, but by far the best night.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we move on. We, to night three, opened up with um, Great Bash heel. They defeated the team of Hiroki Goto and Carl Fredericks. And uh, Makabe hit the uh, the King Kong knee drop on Carl Fredericks to get the win here.
1: Nothing much to say here that we haven't already said. I mean, the, the, the real interesting thing, again, is just seeing Carl Fredericks interact with, uh, you know, seasoned veterans like Makabe and Hanma. And, uh, but other than that, I mean, it actually was one of the more solid Makabe and Hanma matches of the tournament so far, honestly.
0: Yeah. And then we had Angle Alert, uh, Kenta comes out and attacks and lays Goto out after the match, getting revenge from the loss that happened on night two. So once again... So
1: so the way he got his heat back was by attacking him in another match?
0: Well, after the match was over, yeah.
1: So he didn't have to beat him the next week on Raw to get <laughs> his heat back?
0: <laughs> they didn't have to do 50-50 booking? They didn't have
1: to do 50-50 booking? That's crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so once again, just more seeds planted for a goto and kenta match
1: now goto has more more anger and fire behind him so that he has something more to fight for in the future wow that's crazy go figure
0: <laughs> oh man <sighs>
1: pro wrestling is so complicated
0: <laughs> well some people make it complicated
1: they make it no they make it uncomplicated they, they they pasteurize it they <laughs> make it s- to where it's homogenized it's nothing
0: that so uh, then we had uh, Jeff Cobb and Mikey Nichols. They defeated the team of Yuji Nagata and Minobu Nakanishi uh, once again. <laughs> I thought
1: Jeff Cobb and Mikey Nichols looked good. I think that they did the best that they could given the team that was in front of them, and um, that's pretty much it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's you know once again, we've we've kind of you know beat the dead horse here on.
1: I did like the Jeff Cobb Nagata interactions.
0: Yeah, Cobb, in this match. Yeah, Cobb and Nagata looked really well together. Um, and just you know, because both of them are really good at suplexes, and um, I think it was one point where yeah, the Nagata hit Cobb hit with a Exploder, which is uh, pretty cool, and uh, came down to the end where Cobb hit the Tour of the Islands to get the win.
1: But we should it, it should be said that this was an actively bad match, pr- less than three stars, might even be around two, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ten minutes was maybe even a little generous time wise. Uh, This is the first year where it's, like, Nagata Nagata and Nakanishi, we've complained about their matches for a few years now, but this is the first year where they're actively less than solid. Yeah. They're, like, under... They're definitely, like, below average. They're they're averaging under three stars, and it's it's becoming a a pretty big chore to even watch the matches, and that's kind of telling because, I mean, these are guys that we... Even if we don't always love their work, I mean, we there's a nostalgic factor there, and there's always something to kind of enjoy. And you you, you know the spots they're gonna do, but you right. kind of enjoy it. But it's getting hard to watch now.
0: Yeah. So next up, we had um, Satoshi Kojima and Hiroshi Tenzon, Tenkozi. They defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi and Hanare. So Tenkozi bouncing back after their loss on night two. Kojima hitting the uh, that strongest arm lariat on hanare to pick up the win for the team
1: is there a chance that Thinking about it now now that we've gone over their matches Could tenkozy be one of the teams that's performing higher than maybe we anticipated
0: I think so I mean kojima is working really hard in this tournament. Yeah, um, he looks he's in great shape um, Working hard. He's got the white boots on and he's just been
1: Killing You ever seen any of those Tanahashi Kojima matches From back in the day
0: I I saw the Wrestle Kingdom Match It's a good match It was incredible Um, You ever seen the Kojima Goldberg match Kojima and Goldberg Had a match Yeah When was this I think in Hustle Hmm It's Uh, out
1: there Or maybe all Japan
0: I'll have to look that up Yeah I didn't know that happened
1: It's not good (laughs) 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 Yeah it, it, It definitely exists though
0: But yeah The Yeah Kojima was, you know, is busting his butt on this tour and looked really good in this match and had some great interactions with Hanare and Tanahashi. Him and uh, Hanare were uh, trading strikes in the earlier part of the match and just looked really good here. And this was a, a really fun match. I went uh, like three and a quarter on this match.
1: Yeah, this this match was uh, pretty good, honestly. Um, again, that's the main reason that I. Mentioned I think Kojima and Tenzan Tenkozi are Kind of trekking to to, I mean we We don't I'm they're not blow They're not world beaters right now they're not blowing the world away Or anything like that but their matches are very good To solid and um, You know uh, This was fine I I enjoyed it Uh, Go uh, speaking of what I was mentioned August 30th 2002 All Japan Pro Wrestling Satoshi Kojima Wrestles wrestles Bill Goldberg Yikes (laughs) I think it's like A four minute
0: match I just want to watch it just for the spectacle of, of it. <laughs>
1: well, if you watch the whole entire match, like the spectacle, I think it's like a 30-minute, like, entrances and all. That. It's, like, kind of, like, crazy, but then, like, it's a squash. <laughs> Man. So uh. then the the next match after that, we had the feud that will never die. Toro Yano and Colt Kamana taking on the team of Suzuki Goon, Monero Suzuki and Lance Archer. And when you get Yano and Suzuki in the ring together, you already, are, you already know what that is.
0: Right, and um, dude, Yano's just been hilarious in this match And I feel like he was more terrified of Lance Archer than he was Suzuki um, And there was one point in the match where Cabana had to tag him in when Archer was in He was like, no, I don't want to go in the crowd The crowd chanting, Yano Toru, Yano He's like, no, stop cheering stop. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to go in there um, But once again, Yano finds a way to outsmart Suzuki and Archer And Yano and Cabana pick up the win here.
1: You know, and if we're talking earlier about, uh, you know, in kayfabe defeating a former, you know, uh, league champion, uh, you know, that's the same thing when you're facing off against Suzuki and Archer. Granted, it was years ago. Maybe it's not uh, something in recent memory. But, I mean, these are two guys that have run the gamut in the past. So, I mean, uh, you know, two nights in a row taking losses. Yeah, uh, and
0: this, this was Archer's fault. He hit the blackout on Yano. And he pulled him up. Yeah, he pulled him up, went to go for that EBD claw, but then Colt was able to kind of come in and make the save there. And then
1: I don't know why he doesn't just pin people with the E B or with the blackout, because it's an awesome freaking move. And And nobody kicks out of it. Yeah, no one kicks (laughs) out of
0: it. Like I don't get it. Yeah. But yeah, Archer he he ran to the exposed buckle. Cabana hit a crossbody, but Archer caught him, but then Yano hit a low blow and rolled him up with Colt on top of Archer So technically Colt pins Archer So maybe we get a U.S. title match In the future with Cabana uh, and Archer
1: I only want to see that if it's title for title National title versus <laughs> NJPW U.S. title yeah. The master of the red straps <laughs> um, You know with Lance Archer Thinking about you know the, the whole deal With him is Fritz mm, yeah, Sportatorium <laughs> World class that's what
0: that's about We can have another, another title uh, Double title match at the dome Oh no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so then uh that brings us to the next match of the night. We had the bullet club team of uh Kenta and Yujiro Takahashi taking on the Bullet Club team of Chase Owens and Badlock Fale. Um
0: Dude this match it, it, it wasn't honestly it wasn't, you know, a classic or anything, but it was freaking hilarious. So it starts off with Chase and Yujiro, and they're teasing, you know, first of all, you know, Chase just wants to like wrestle and then Yujiro kicks him he's like why'd you kick me and then they're trying to do finishers on each other And then uh Yujiro tells Peter to come up on the rings on the apron and she's dancing For Chase and then Yujiro rolls up Chase and Chase is like that's not fair <laughs> you can't use Peter That's not fair and then um Kenta tags in and he tells Owens to lay down because he's a champion He says you lay down you lay down one two three and uh he lays down but then Owens rolls him up and uh then they all get in the ring and they, they do a huddle And they're like Yo, you know what we're just going to take the, the count out They all walk out They're walking to the, to the entrance and the ref's counting They get to like 12 Owens books it back to the ring And Fale is holding on to, um, to Kenta and Ujiro And Kenta barely makes it into the count And Kenta's pissed and then he him and uh, Owens are fighting and eventually it comes down To uh, Kenta getting the Game over submission on Chase Chase taps out very quickly This match is only 7 minutes very short Nothing spectacular, but it was bull club. Just being bull club, but it was hilarious.
1: Here's the only thing: Um, I'm fine with it. In fact, I'm sometimes glad to kind of get a little reprieve. And I'm I'm sure there are people out there that hated this. I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. The only thing is, we get this every year when you get bullet club teams going against each other. And keep in mind, we have three bullet club teams in this tournament. Right.
0: So we're gonna get. So we're gonna get two more times. Two
1: more times at least, and that might be a little bit of overkill. Um, in the past, we've complained about this sort of thing because we're like, all oh, these bullet club teams face off, and then it's a bunch of shenanigans. We just want to see them wrestle. But like, tell me this: with Fale in there, and do you really want them to have a serious match? I mean, we've had a couple serious matches from the, this team the past two nights, and uh, <laughs> it wasn't so great. I mean, I I enjoyed this short little whatever you want to call it. Better than the other two actual serious matches from the night before So I was fine with it Yeah,
0: The one good thing I'll say about falle Is that they did tease a combo move Where falle would do the bad luck fall in the chase Owens' knees Like Owens is laying on the ground with his knees up And he would like bad luck fall I don't think
1: they should Well, <laughs> I guess you could do that safely But that seems pretty precarious there, 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 There's got to be a better move than that
0: Yeah, but it just feel like that would like wreck somebody
1: <laughs> That might I'm like worried about Chase's knees But yeah I mean the person falling that would Also I mean You'd have to really trust those guys I don't know (laughs) Yeah, They probably won't do it And then um, the the match after This was just freaking Awesome Tomohiro Ishii And Yoshihashi taking on the team Of Shingo Takagi and El Terrible Uh, Shingo Ishii enough said
0: Yes those guys Amazing chemistry Big hard hitters these guys were just going at each other with strikes and lariats and chops. It was awesome. Um, and, of course, um, you know Yoshihashi and Tarible did their parts as well. Uh, Chingo hit a huge pumping bomber um, at one point. Ishii kicking out. And, yeah, this match was just really great. They hit that, that codebreaker-German combo I love once again. Um, a lot of great back-and-forth action here until Ishii hits the brain buster on Terrible. And gets the win for the team. So Ishi Yoshihashi, they're three and zero. Where Shingo and Terrible are zero and three.
1: Yeah, I would say this is easily the match of the night.
0: Yeah, I went uh, three seven five on this one.
1: Sounds about right. Um, you know, I don't think it trended as high trended. I don't think <laughs> it. Uh, I don't. You know, that's like one of those buzzwords. I know it's like what a Twitter thing. Yeah, but to me it doesn't. I don't. I'm not on Twitter, so it doesn't mean that to me. It Just like. It's just a general term that I just hear because it's a normal word. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, this didn't seem to reach the same heights of quality that some of the other recommended matches did. But all in all, I mean, t- t- the Ishii and Shingo stuff is gold. And I mean, it was re- really, really solid match. So, I mean, I, I would definitely recommend this one.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then we move to the uh, the main event of Finjuice taking on the Dangerous Techers, and This is a big match here. These are two of the teams. Uh, that are kind of the favorites to potentially win this thing to the top teams in this tournament
1: Yeah, and I thought this match was really good um, Just a lot of I mean like a lot of great action um, This is definitely like Southern style to me. I mean you you had your very like formulaic sort of uh, matchup with like the the Shine in the beginning and then a heat segment and then the comebacks But what when this match started to break down towards the end with all the run-ins and all the the near falls That's when this match really kind of took off. I mean nothing like that would blow you away as far as it's not anything you've never seen before But this is these are four guys that have a lot of chemistry and work really well together Mm -hmm. And I thought I I, they actually had me really engrossed It wasn't the match of the night, but I think I might have enjoyed this match the best
0: yeah, I went about three and a half on this match. I thought it was really good uh, main event. There was a great near fall towards the end where um, tai Chi pulls his pants off and Finley rolls him up as soon as he does that. Uh, that was a great near fall. Finley was
1: the standout guy in this match. Yeah. Finley, Finley looked – and you know what? We haven't even said enough of this. Finley has looked really good on this tour. I think he's needed to since uh, he's only really had the one match with Archer and it was kind of an extended squash. But since then – um, He's kind of been the standout guy in Finjuice, which is weird.
0: Yeah. And uh, towards the end of this match here, they hit the uh, super kick Zack Driver combo on Juice. Um, they tried on Finley, but he reverses. But eventually, they hit him with a Black Mephisto uh, Zack Driver combination, which the announcers called the Black Zack Driver. And one, two, three, Saber and Tai Chi get the win over Finjuice.
1: I thought the Black Zack Driver looked weird
0: it did look kind of weird because it was like Zach was just kind of like, Zach didn't do anything. (laughs) He
1: just like jumped on his butt. Like (laughs) it's kind of weird. I I appreciate what they're trying to do. And hopefully when they do it in the future, it'll be cooler. But yeah, right now it was, I I prefer the, uh, what's the other move that they do?
0: The, uh, the Zach driver, the super kick into the, that's, that's,
1: that's a little bit more devastating in my book, but yep. Like this a lot. Um, liked the post-match shenanigans with Zach and Taichi they're delivering again and again every Single night like dangerous t- like Dangerous tea is just freaking awesome
0: Yep and uh, of course an Entertaining post-match promo From uh, them once again And that wraps up Night three so our standings After night three we have Tomohiro Ishii and Yoshihashi with uh, Six points or undefeated Three and oh then at four Points two wins and one losses so we have Dangerous tickers Juice. Great Bash heel Cobb and Nichols, Tenkozi, Yano and Cabana, Kenta and Yujiro. Then all with one win and two loss with two points. We have Goto and Fredericks, Suzuki and Archer, Owens and Fale, Tanahashi and Toa Hanare. Uh, with one win, we have Evil and Sonata with two points. And then 0-3, oh, we have Nakanishi and Nagata, Shingo and Terrible. And 0-1, oh, and we have Tamatonga and Tango Loa. And there will be more World Tag League action later this week. I believe we have a lot of video-on-demand shows um, this week coming up. Oh, goody. (laughs) Now we're going to jump into the mailbag. Got a bunch of questions here. Um, First, from Reddit user Asai Yojimbo says, did you guys see the backstage comments from FinJuice? If so, what do you think about Juice's radical shift in mood after reuniting with Finley? I see this as a potential sign that they might challenge for the tag belts at Wrestle Kingdom. What are your thoughts? Uh, Well, I did watch um, both of their interviews from night one and night two, and it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. They they seem motivated and excited about teaming up together and being in this tournament and wanting to have a good output, and we both predicted that Finn Juice is going to win this thing and be in the tag title match at Wrestle Kingdom. So I definitely think that they're in line for that.
1: I haven't seen their post-match comments. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, was there anything that
1: you picked up on? Like, what when he says that there's a shift in attitude, I mean, I always think that Juice Robinson is one of the best promos in wrestling. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure what, what you guys are... What are you guys seeing that's different?
0: I think he's, he's been kind of down with like the, the Moxley feud. Oh, and, lately. And then losing the title to Archer. Uh, and so the mood's definitely kind of shift And him and... Um, they're doing this whole gimmick where they're not drinking any beers until the final night of the to- of the um really of the uh World Tag League. It's probably a good idea. <laughs> and so they have like th- their koozie says, like free beer, but they have like a water bottle in it. Oh. <laughs> um but yeah, they've been just kept being kind of goofy backstage and just you know, really excited and motivated about the tournament. Um so yeah, I definitely think they're gonna be in that tag title match at the dome. Do You miss death juice.
1: Uh, not really.
0: <laughs> yeah, it it was it was fun for for that year, but you know, not not the biggest uh, Sammy Callahan fan. Like I, I'm glad that he's not out here uh, spitting on people and trying to kiss people, and yeah,
1: and fleecing me out of fifty dollars for his pancake show yeah, at Tron- WrestleMania.
0: That's one show I will not be attending. I will not be at pancakes and Piledrivers drivers in Tampa this year. Because they'll probably will not be pancakes like they were last year And then Sam Callahan will try and finesse us out of our money I'm never going
1: Well, okay, here's the thing We say that
0: and then, <laughs> Until they pull a fire card <laughs> Until there's
1: some sort of freaking banger That you're like bro. I was mad The first year The very first year of Pancakes and Powder Drivers I wanted you guys all to go with me Because Miko Satomura was wrestling None of y'all wanted to go And I was the only person And now like Every year we go to wrestle wrestle like WrestleMania weekend. Y'all trying to go to all these Joshi and you know Shine and Shimmer shows, and I'm like, Nah, I'm good. (laughs) But they had a uh, had like a they had a ladder match at the first Pancakes and Power Drivers was like the Rascals versus like the Besties in the world versus I think LAX or something like that. Mm. And I was like, y'all trying to go to this? And y'all like, nah, we're going to go. You guys did something else. I
0: think we ended up recording on One Nation Radio, I think.
1: Yeah, and I was like, well, this show looks kind (laughs) of (laughs) cool. But yeah, I'm not. Fuck (laughs) Santa Cat.
0: Next question comes from uh, Maserati. He says, did Tanahashi add the feathers to the one side of his vest thing? As an ode to Kenny Omega, or was it always like that, and I never noticed?
1: It was always like that, and you've just never noticed. Uh, Yeah,
0: it's he's had that for a while, right? For a long time. I can't remember. Do you remember when he added that?
1: Dude Tanahashi would never do anything as an ode to Kenny Omega.
0: (laughs) Right, that that rivalry was a shoot, pal.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. From what I, yeah. So, the the simple answer here, Greg. No, he did not.
0: Yeah I, I can't remember when But it was definitely I think it was even before It's been,
1: it's been for a long time Yeah it's before
0: Before the Kenny Omega feud right
1: it's, Yeah it's not even I mean it's just a Shoulder thing like He's just He's not Hashi He has feathers Like yeah. that's what he does
0: uh, Next question comes From Ricky From the Ricky and Clive Show here on Social Suplex He says Out of the matches Announced so far For Wrestle Kingdom Which excites you The most at the moment
1: I'm pretty sure We're gonna have The same answer
0: uh, Osprey Hiromu Yeah
1: Yeah, I mean you can definitely you could probably excite me more if you give me a really good Liger match But I don't know what that's gonna be so I am very excited about that Liger 10-man tag (laughs) (laughs) That'll
0: be a fun match But uh, yeah, definitely Hiromu Osprey
1: next question rambone underscore slam pig He says I know a lot of new Japan roster take outside dates when not on a current tour is this something that only the freelancers do or are contracted wrestlers also permitted to work outside of the company when not being used? Uh, does Okada ever work any outside shows beyond co-promoted events?
0: So with Okada, we've only really seen him work, you know, like a War World of the Worlds, Global Worlds for like the Ring of Honor kind of co-promoted stuff. We've seen him. He's done Rev Pro, right? Has he done a Rev Pro show before?
1: I know he's worked CMLL.
0: He's on TML. I know
1: he's worked uh, Melbourne City, Melbourne Championship Wrestling.
0: Right. So yeah, that ma- match with Slex. Yeah, it's mainly uh, like the the you know the promote the partners of the of New Japan or the promotion that Okada kind of goes to. As far as contracted, he did
1: work. He did work that um, show against Minoru Suzuki for his 30th anniversary. Right, which was not a New Japan promoted event. Um, but you know Okada. I mean, so the, the simple answer is: does does Okada ever work outside events? Like, yes, he does. I'm pretty sure he's worked one of these random uh, memorial shows over the past year. Uh, I don't. Did, did he work that Dick the um,
0: that Dick Bear the Destroyer show? He might have. Um, oh, he did well, the he, one oh, wasn't that the one where like the Aces uh, K- Kento Miyahara was in there? He didn't
1: though? wrestle that show. Uh that was the giant baba memorial I don't think he wrestled that show He did wrestle um Ah god what's wrong with me Why do I I forget wrestlers names Why do I do that (laughs) Um Freaking a oh my god This this is actually pissing me off that I can't Remember it um He was like he was The 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 second guy In all japan pro wrestling Jumbo Saruto versus God. What's wrong with me? Yeah, I can't.
0: I can't help you out on, on this one. Uh, but while you're looking it. Tenryu, at, there you go.
1: Yeah, he wrestled the Tenryu uh, retirement match a couple years ago when he was the champion, and that was in Tenryu's like promo, like uh, promotion. So I mean, yeah, he he's done shots, but it's very rare.
0: And then as far as like other contracted um, wrestlers, I feel like they're. Are contract wrestlers that work outside The company but once again it's usually For a ring of honor a Rev pro a CMLL or We've seen some of the newer partnerships like with Defy uh, wrestling um, I think There's Another one I mean I don't
1: know Everybody's contract status but I mean I will say this over the Past year especially in the past even just Six months the amount Of outside dates that a lot of guys have Been taking has diminished But I think part of that is because the amount of uh, dates within New Japan, and I'm not saying it's the only reason, but that is a correlation. A lot of the they're running more dates. There's probably less downtime for guys to run, um, you know, shows outside. But I mean, yeah, I mean you're seeing much much less of it.
0: Yeah, um, we have a category for our awards called the Excursion Match of the Year, and in the first two award seasons, I mean, it was pretty easy to kind of find. Some really great excursion matches That happen outside of New Japan With New Japan talent But this year it's kind of slim pickings
1: No, I've got a ton Oh you do? Yeah I've got a ton There We'll talk about it later There's a ton But I think the second half of the year There's been a lot lot less Okay For sure But I mean you know So I mean Yeah I mean they do I mean someone like I don't know I don't know what like G.O.D.'s I don't know what they're like Uh, Statuses are Are they contracted wrestlers I
0: I think Tama is but I think Loa is still Because
1: I mean Tama Tonga has wrestled in a lot of Different places this year not just With partners like ROH and Defy But like he wrestled a lot of like uh, Indies Um, Liger obviously worked A lot of indies show and yo work a lot of Indies Um, So I mean and those guys are all pretty Much signed from what I understand so I mean yeah It's but gone are the days of them like showing up on in these independent companies and having these like dream matches like they used to have and you know those those really cool OTT shows that they were doing those right. are, those are kind of gone now um it's, it it kind of feels like in the states like WrestleMania weekend is the one weekend where they show up and have a lot of cool matches
0: yeah and that's about
1: it but even then it's still like ROH and RevPro that they're having most of those bigger or either that or like the Memorial show right so yeah, I, I I don't know. That's kind of a meandering answer. I hope that <laughs> answers. Uh,
0: next question from Reddit user Cyber Dog Meat. They want to know why is Tam Nakano pronounced Nakano, but Bull Nakano is pronounced Nakano.
1: Ooh, um, Cyber Dog Meat. I think this is the first time we've ever gotten a question related to pronunciation uh, when it comes to Japanese names, which. We are not the podcast. <laughs> 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 um, you know who's good about that? The Lions Marks. Uh, I would. Are I, they still putting stuff out? I don't know, but I mean, I'm sure they still have a presence online. I would tweet them and maybe ask them the same question, um, because I mean, I've I think that like I've literally been like criticized by our listeners for butchering the pronunciation of just like standard names of Japanese talent. So I mean, we we try our best, but I couldn't tell you why Tam Nakano. Because I think that's what he's saying, like, Nakano versus, versus Nakano. Nakano. yeah. Which, by the way, if anyone doesn't know this, I love Bull Nakano. <laughs> like, high key. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't tell you, man.
0: Yeah, I have this, yeah. You know
1: what's funny? We actually do have, um. you know who we should ask is uh Zach Porter probably. Zach, Zach's listening right now, and he probably, like, knows the answer to this.
0: Yeah, friend of the show, uh, Zach Porter, one of our uh, New Japan correspondents. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll probably know the answer
1: Yeah, I wish I wish it could help you I, I have no background in the Japanese language at all
0: uh, Next question from a Twitter follower At Chris underscore Ertz Says with Umino and Narita on excursions And U- Uemura, Connors, and Fredericks All getting their chance to shine in tag leagues Do you think that Yotosuji is a real odd man out at the moment? Has his disappointing Young Lions Cup set him back a bit?
1: Hmm, um well, you know, I don't think it's just the Young Lions Cup itself. I don't want to speculate too much, but you've got to imagine that, like, he was booked on the lower end of the Young Lions Cup. That might have something to do with the fact that we'd already noticed prior to the Young Lions Cup that he wasn't progressing at the same level, pace, or rate that some of the other Young Lions are. And I'm sure that sort of thing comes through from his, you know, training day in and day out. I'm sure these are the kinds of things that they're seeing. Um, I think that he has, like, Yota Tsuji has a lot of potential, but there seems to be a disconnect recently in the past four or five months from, from what we were, you know, seeing in the past. So he is the odd man out, and I don't think it's necessarily just because of how he was booked during the Young Lions Cup or how he performed. I think it's probably his overall Progression. Right.
0: right. It's just yeah, the rate at which he's kind of learning right now. The the other LA Dojo guys and guys like Umino and Arita were just progressing really fast and you know, just taking things to a whole another level. And so those guys, you know, they're in the you know, skill wise, those guys are just ahead of him. And uh so with those guys, you know, Umino and Arita Kind of out of the way I think that kind of opens Up the room for Suji To kind of get more of those Young lion singles matches and get some More experience in Japan To kind of catch up with those guys and get Elevated yes So uh, next question from Reddit user life is a dragon Obviously will Versus Romu is currently the big dome Match but given that what the Fans would be most interested in Is clearly Daryl the cat Versus Percy the pig
1: hold up who is Percy the pig?
0: Osprey's stuffed uh, pig. You didn't see that when he brought that stuffed pig out. When? Uh, it was, I know he had it backstage on one show. No man. And I think it was like the San. I might have been in San Jose show. Uh, but yeah, he had he, he had his. You know, he called himself the Sex Pig, and then he.
1: Yeah, what the fuck is Sex Pig, that, <laughs> bro? You know. I'm sorry sex pig is the most disgusting thing ever sounding in the history of humanity like it it, it reminds me of like del- you ever seen deliverance no Okay it reminds me of deliverance and I'm like what the fuck like yo, I'm not with it at all like I, th- there's
0: Yeah, so he calls himself a sex pig and he has his own stuff pig called Percy the pig And so life is a dragon is curious <laughs> about your professional opinion on this matchup what are the respective stuffed animal strength and weaknesses? What are some keys to victory for each one? At the end of the day, who would come out on top?
1: Well, the first uh, the first thing that I see right off the bat is experience versus... That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Daryl
0: <laughs> has more experience. He's had more... He's been in there with some of the top names. He's been around the business longer. Yeah. Uh, Percy, he's a young lion. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Percy shows all the promise in the world. I mean, obviously, he's coached and trained by, you know, the sex pig himself, Will <laughs> Ospreay. But with, even with that being the case, I mean, it's kind of hard to, to match up. I mean, Daryl's been on excursions. And I mean,
0: Daryl's come back from serious injury. Remember, he got... Which,
1: which Daryl is this, by the way? Or is this... The original Daryl is this Daryl Jr. Like I don't even know anymore. I think it's
0: Daryl. Didn't he, like Daryl make a comeback after being like ripped in half yeah, by but, yeah, or something. Yeah, but like?
1: then remember him and Carol had a baby, and then I think Daryl Jr. was the one with the mask. Is that is he bringing out the masked one still?
0: No, I think it's just regular Daryl. Freaking
1: a, I've got no clue. Either way, it doesn't matter. Either either Daryl's got more experience. I mean, we actually got to see Daryl wrestle Abushi.
0: Um, What's yeah, yeah, uh, was the ceo. Yeah, it was the ceo show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's bringing the ring with kota abushi <laughs> Percy the pig doesn't freaking stand a chance against gerald the cat
1: now the thing that percy the pig brings to the table is the unknown element. He's he's an unknown. We don't mm. know what to expect there So he's got the element of surprise on his side. I mean Daryl's seen a lot, but he definitely hasn't seen everything I'm sure percy the pig's got a trick or two up his sleeve um you know, when it comes to just their physiology, I mean, what is what's purse the pig look like? Is he a big stuffed animal? Is he small? I mean
0: about the same size as Daryl. Okay. So yeah, the weight the so, weight. So diff- they're both juniors. Yeah, both junior heavyweights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man.
1: I mean the, the the key to victory for me it's gotta be with Daryl the cat, uh I don't know what's what's the keys to victory. I, mean, I
0: think this is his experience. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a veteran. He's been in the ring with guys like Abushi. Um, he's survived serious injury. I mean, he's watched every Hiromu match. He's seen a lot of big matches. He's studied a lot of tape. I, I think he could, uh, you know, outmaneuver Percy the Pig and use his experience to get the win.
1: Yeah, I gotta imagine that the longer the match goes, the more it's gonna favor Daryl. Yeah. Um, if it, if I was Percy, I would try to take it to him and. You know, uh,
0: blitz him at the beginning. Blitz him
1: in the beginning, catch him un- unexpectedly, you know, use whatever tricks of the trade you've got, you know, to try and beat this man, maybe with a roll up or something like that. Because the longer it goes, I mean, Daryl's been to hell and back. I mean, he's been, Foley ripped this man in half and he came back. So I yeah. mean, I'm not sure what Percy the pig can do to Daryl the cat that he hasn't already, you know, uh, dealt with in the past. So um, that being said, I mean, Overwhelming odds gotta favor daryl the cat yeah
0: i'm putting money on daryl
1: he's got the fans behind him He's got all of all like literally the entire like You know fan base of lij like behind him i mean who's person he's the pig a
0: he's guy? a merch seller he,
1: He's a top guy he, That's the other thing too he's a top he's a top merch seller in a
0: top faction in a top
1: faction He's a top slotted guy like Percy the pig is basically just like A dude that they brought in, like.
0: He's like Mikey Nichols. Just just came out of nowhere, joined Chaos, trying to leech off the Chaos name, trying to be buddies with Will Ospreay. I don't
1: don't see Percy the Pig moving the culture, you know? (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh. I don't see him moving no merch. Where's Percy the Pig trending on Google? I don't see young Japanese girls carrying purse of the pig dolls around. Like, come on. Yeah. And also, like, he doesn't even fit in the culture of New Japan. His his mentors call himself Sex Pig. Like, there's no room for that in New Japan, sir. All right, so easy, easy, easy shut case. Like, I think Daryl the Cat carries him to a very passable three and a half star match, and uh, we we go on from there. Yeah,
0: we call it a day. (laughs) (laughs) Are you laughing?
1: He's not moving the culture.
0: Bro, uh, that's probably <laughs> the most hilarious segment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Uh next question. Asshole? Yeah, pur Sassel. Pur- yeah, per 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 purse. I don't know how to pronounce this person. I'm like
1: wondering if he's trying to do like
0: puro puro, a- sa- puro asshole? asshole.
1: So we have a question from Per Sassel.
0: <laughs> Who should be the one to take the two losses at Wrestle Kingdom? I guess he's talking about the double Who
1: should or who will is Who
0: should for the double title match.
1: Uh, uh Bushy.
0: Yeah. I think we, we kinda of talked about that a couple weeks ago. We both
1: Although I could see Jay White doing it.
0: He could, but I don't know. I feel like they're gonna wanna create the new redemption story for Bushy, have him take two big losses at the dome, and then yep. he has to spend twenty twenty kind of getting back to top, uh, top of the mountain. I agree. All right. So next, we have a series of questions from Sir Sam. Damn, who, who you uh, defeated in the Ricky and Clive wrestling quiz invitational?
1: Yeah, I, I feel bad about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you feeling bad?
1: I don't know. Yeah, I like Sir Sam.
0: So when it, when, it, when it comes to competition, there's there's no sorries. There's no friends. You just gotta put it all on the line. Yeah. Uh, So uh, first question I won't
1: won't feel bad when I do it to Rance though (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There will be no remorse No fucks given
0: Oh my gosh No flex zone Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So Sir Sam You're about to step
1: into the no flex zone
0: Uh, He says uh, Japan performed Amazingly in the World Cup Beating Ireland and Scotland On the way to their first quarterfinal appearance ever Obviously a huge part of that was the morale boost From Taguchi and his tireless support Should the funky weapon leave New Japan and become a cultural Ambassador slash mascot for Japanese rugby or Sport in general In failing that what should his next gimmick be
1: Um So there's a rugby world cup
0: Yeah you know (laughs) that's why Taguchi's been coming out As you know the rugby thing all year
1: yeah, but he was carrying a football at one point
0: uh, Yeah, but I think eventually he got like a regular <laughs> rugby ball
1: Think about that Think There was a point where he was literally carrying that around And he was still teaming with ACH <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Think about that for a second um, ah, Man, you know, honestly, like I'm just so disconnected from this question Because like I don't follow rugby I, I don't know what happened Like was the, so the World Cup was in Japan or something?
0: So the World Cup So so Japan <laughs> Japan beat Ireland and Scotland Okay and So they're They're on the first The first time they've made it to the quarter Here's finals. what I want
1: to know How'd America do? I
0: I don't know <laughs> Do we even have a rugby team? I don't know
1: <laughs> We suck uh,
0: but, uh, but, <laughs> but let's talk about what, what should his next gimmick be? So let's say so Once once the Rugby World Cup's over Should Taguchi change it up?
1: Oh see I was confused by the question I was like Well he should just Continue to beat Taguchi Like Got a good gimmick now Uh, I don't know well I guess the Olympics are coming
0: That's what I was thinking maybe he could be like You know a swimmer or a Shoot wrestler get him on a singlet
1: He could just like yeah I mean he could Just like change it up all the time like have Different like uh, Summer Olympics style like Little gimmicks and things like that even Mm -hmm. He could even bro he even start carrying around Like gold medals like he's Oh my
0: gosh bro yes
1: (laughs) So I think I think that's it Right there
0: or he can just be a masked horse again <laughs>
1: he, he could also Carry around a torch
0: Oh <laughs> Dude there's a lot of gold to go with This this gimmick I like this Yeah, yeah Olympic to Gucci All Or right. he
1: could even start dressing up Like like Kurt Angle
0: Yeah cause his gear right now is kind of like Eddie's gear So he could like
1: He could change it up and start wearing like Angle's gear And like start like uh,
0: Green black and yellow like singlet yeah,
1: yeah. With 69 on it <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like he does the ankle lock already too, yeah. Yeah. Started doing the angle slam.
1: You know who has an incredible angle slam is Yujiro. Mm. You ever seen his back when he was a serious wrestler?
0: I don't think I have.
1: Man, he's he like literally like had an incredible angle slam. <laughs> mm.
0: Uh Roderick Strong has a pretty good angle slam. He does.
1: Yeah. Uh Orton has one, has a good one. Oh
0: yeah, he does, yeah. Uh next
1: question from Sir Sam Has there been any more low effort merch designs than Kent's Bullet Club shirt? I mean there was that whole shirt that was out a few weeks ago
0: Oh, the uh, Jordan Miles the shirt The Jordan Miles <laughs> I mean, that whole um, release of NXT shirts that day Were all like They all were nothing Word Microsoft Word art on a t-shirt design
1: Yeah, it is nothing more than two saber-tooth teeth Over the top of their normal logo They may be a better team now But have fallen a long way merch-wise since the Bucks days uh, I don't know, did you see the shirt?
0: Yeah, so essentially it just says Does
1: it look like shit or
0: It says go to sleep club And it has the two fangs coming out of the Bullet Club logo I mean
1: What is he talking about? It says go to sleep club? Yeah That sounds like a pretty big effort (laughs) 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 Here's the thing Like, okay, yes uh, Sir Sam, you're absolutely right There were some banger shirts during the days of You know, the Bullet Club when the Elite were there But let's also be clear Almost All their shirts were basically just derivatives of the same logo all the freaking time. Right,
0: Superkick Club, Cleaner Club, Villain Club, Villain Club, Hangman Club, Crown Jewel. Like, yeah,
1: it's all the same crap. So, I mean, it's just a continuation in the long tradition of just parroting off of the Bullet Club logo and theme. So, I I don't know. I haven't seen the shirt, but I think I did see the shirt. I think it looks fine. You know, I don't want it, uh, but I don't want most wrestling t-shirts. So I'm. You know.
0: Yeah, it's not not one I'm clamoring for.
1: But I'm not gonna bury him for it.
0: I mean, it is what it is. I thought it was fine.
1: Um oh, oh, great question. Okay, awesome. I, I haven't looked at the questions yet. Sir Sam, I just discovered Antonio Inoki versus the Grand Antonio. Are there any other times Inoki or another shoot shooter lost it with their opponents and beat them up for reals? Oh god. If you guys have never seen okay, if you've never seen Ioki versus have you I showed you this match, right? I think you did. Okay, if you guys never seen Antonio Inoki versus the Great Antonio, you got to go out of your way to watch this because it's one of the most violent things that you've ever seen in a New Japan Pro Wrestling ring or even just wrestling in general. Then after you watch it, go to YouTube, watch Bill Burr the comedian break this match down like on his his like uh his <laughs> commentary and just like everything is so freaking funny like. This is a crazy, crazy thing. Um, As far as uh, guys losing it with their opponents and beating them up for real, um, I mean, yeah, there's been a few times in New Japan that I can think of. Uh, Obviously, there's the very famous incident with Ogawa and Hashimoto from, um, I believe, was it 2000 or 99 Dome Show, one or the other? One of those, yeah. Um, There was also the incident with Actually, that was Super World of Sport. But there was an incident between um, Earthquake or John Tenta when he took on... Um, oh, man. What was that guy's name? He was a sumo wrestler. Aki Bono? <laughs> no. Oh, Koji Katao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Koji Katao. But that actually didn't really devolve into an actual shoot necessarily. Well, it did devolve it did devolve into a shoot, but no one got hurt, but it's uh it's one of the more infamous, like uh shoot moments in the history of pro wrestling where like Koji Katao wouldn't cooperate with him and then try to fight him for real. And John Tent is also a former like um, Yokozuna as well. You can find that on YouTube. It's really bizarre. Um, oh, I mean, obviously there's a, there's a bunch of Akira Maeda ones. A Maeda tried to shoot on Andre, the giant kicked him in the legs a bunch of times. Uh, Andre was drunk for the match And was just laid on the ground They had to come stop the fight No one knows what really happened It was really bizarre um, I think they told Andre to go out the, the famous legend is that They told Andre to go out there And teach uh, A Kiramita lesson But Kiramita is like One of the best shooters of all time And like Andre couldn't get his hands on him because Andre was, like, pissed drunk. <laughs> and and he just kept on, he just kept kicking Andre in the legs. And then Andre laid down and was like, come pin me. <laughs> and, like, he wouldn't pin him. He just kept kicking him. And then, like, they had to come stop the fight. Um, also, Akira Maeda was kicked out of New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is what uh, caused them to go form uh, UWF Reborn. The, the second UWF was when he shoot kicked... Uh, ricky choshu in the face when ricky choshu wasn't looking and broke his orbital blown. Uh, that's a very very famous one um akira maeda also famously shot on um um satoru sayama when they were in the original uwf they uh it was like the last match in uwf history they were like the two founders and two top stars and they were in a match together and uh, started devolving into a shoot, and they were having backstage issues and uh, creative differences of where they wanted to take the company, and Akira Maeda just, like, kneed him in the balls as hard as he could. Yikes. <laughs> and, the fight, and the fight just stopped. Um, those all come to mind. I'm trying to think. If, um, I mean, I know there was some really, really violent stuff during the Inokiism period, but I don't know if I would classify any of it as, like, a shoot gone wrong or anything like that. These are all those are the like famous ones that I could think of. Nice.
0: So next question comes from Muzza. He says with Survivor series this week. Ooh, ooh,
1: one last one. Antonio okay, so tech I don't know if you would consider this New Japan or not. It is on New Japan World. Antonio Anoki had a uh shoot fight with uh Arkham Pelowan in the 70s who was part of a really, he's part of the famous family from, um, oh man, where are they from? This is actually really crazy since you asked about Anoki specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Akram Pelawan. Um, Akram Pelwan was part of a really, really, really famous family from India. And um, they were like, he, he, he's like a descendant of the great gamma The great gamma is considered one of the greatest uh, Pro wrestlers in history And we're not talking about just Like pro wrestling as it is now We're talking about like from the days When pro wrestling was actually a legitimate sport Um No one could beat the great gamma He never lost uh Great pro wrestlers from around the world never wanted to face him So there was like this family legacy of the the pelwans They were like the the top dynasty almost very similar to like how the gracies were seen in brazil for Mm. generations and um, anoki went there and was supposed to have a shoot like a a Quasi shoot wrestling match with him, but it wasn't gonna be real and I think pelwan tried to shoot on anoki and anoki was wise to it and caught the double cross. He put him in a, a kimura lock and broke his arm. Oh dang! Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it, it's on. It's on uh, New Japan World. You can watch it. Uh, but here's the crazy thing, and no one ever talks about this. Pelwan was so shamed by this that he committed suicide. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a crazy story. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. It's a crazy story because like he he was like a, a national hero in India, and then he got defeated by this great champion from Japan. Yeah, he killed himself. Wow. Yeah. And then the crazy thing is like I know he came back and did business with the family like years later and rest and like got paid off to wrestle to a draw with one of the uh, brothers. Re- <laughs> re-
0: re- wrestling business, man. Yeah, that's nuts. But uh on the mother's question, he says, Well, Survivor series this week, try and build your favorite current NJPW Survivor series teams, both of you having different picks, teams of five, one heavyweight, one junior. One tag team, either heavyweight or junior, and one legend, over 45. So let's do this uh, kind of draft style. So I'll let you get the first heavyweight pick, then I'll go the heavyweight, and then I'll get the first junior, and then you'll get the junior. Then you'll get the first heavyweight. T- you'll get the first tag team, then I'll get a tag team, then I'll get the first legend, and then, you get the, then you'll get your legend pick. So who, who's going to be your heavyweight captaining your team? Okada. Okay. Um, for my pick I will take Kotobushi. So okay. I so I get the first pick on junior um I'm going to take Will Osprey.
1: Okay. Oh freak. <laughs> I was going to take Shingo. <laughs> Can I take Shingo? No. No, he's, he's a heavyweight. Can I take Ishii? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's a junior. Can I take <laughs> Zack Saber Junior. <laughs> He's a junior. Oh man. Um. Yeah. I guess I'll take. Uh, Hiromu
0: Okay. So you get to pick now with the tag team.
1: Oh man. Never mind. I was gonna take Birds of Prey, but you already took Will Osprey. Mm-hmm. Um. Man, I don't know. Um. This is weird. I hate this.
0: Freaking A. Well, we just review, reviewed uh, a tournament a bunch of tag teams.
1: Yeah, but none of them are real. <laughs> I, okay, I guess I will take uh, LIJ. I'll take Sonata and Evil.
0: Okay, I will take Dangerous Techers, Saber and Taichi. And who else uh, is on your team? Uh, Ibushi and Osprey.
1: Yeah, see, I didn't want to mix the heels and the faces. Mm. That's why I didn't do that.
0: Gotcha. Well, that could be a better strategy for you. Maybe your team will work better together than mine. Uh, all right. So now for the legend. So I got the pick on the legend. I'm taking Satoshi Kojima.
1: I knew you were going to take <laughs> Kojima. You know, I actually just Googled Tanahashi's age to see if he made it. <laughs> uh, I'll take Liger.
0: All right.
1: I think I've got the better team. <laughs>
0: Alright, so uh, now we're going to move on to the news So on Saturday prior to the opening rounds of the World Tag League On the uh, New Japan Line app There was a survey asking uh, New Japan fans Who they thought was going to win the World Tag League They had over 18,000 votes And the team with the most winning votes was Evil and Sonata They had 7,965 votes um, Suzuki and Archer came in second with 2,000 37 votes, and then in third Came uh, Dangerous Techers With 1,667 In fourth, GOD 1,296 And fifth, Ishii and Yoshihashi 1,148 Do you find it interesting that our pick Finjuice was not in the top five?
1: I did, I thought that that was Actually really, really interesting When I I saw that They had done this um, Fan vote, I just was I was kind of surprised, I think it's always interesting to kind of see how the Western fan base perceives the uh, stars and and the talent as opposed to like the uh, Japanese fans. Um, it reminds me of how last year they had that uh, junior vote and Bushi ran, ran away with, Oh the yeah, vote. yeah, yeah. And like, you know, he's not that popular here in the States. I mean, he is popular, but not, not in comparison to some of the bigger stars. And I mean, he, Killed some of the guys that we would consider like quote unquote stars. Mm-hmm. Bushi was way more popular when it came to the fan vote over there.
0: And next item, we have Will Osprey wanting to continue to work for Rev Pro in 2020. He tweeted, "I just want to help others the way I was helped. I want re- uh, I want wrestlers to feel motivated. I want fans to care. The UK is my home. There is the invite. Come to Rev Pro UK and fight me." And that tweet was attached with a longer post talking about how important Rev Pro uh, was to him in his career and how he wants to help the UK scene out as much as he can, even though now he's living in Japan. Um, we've been seeing a lot of news of top UK companies either clothing, closing or scaling down. And, you know, Rev Pro kind of one of the, the big ones left. And so Osprey wants to help out any way he can. And we had a question from Reddit user Dan J. Barnsley asking what he... What do you think of Will Ospreay want to work for NJPW and Rev Pro in 2020? Uh,
1: you know, I think it's interesting. I mean, <sighs> Will's all over the place, man. I mean, one moment he's talking about how he's, he's going to go to Australia, move there, you know, basically found, you know, help them to develop the scene, and that didn't happen. And then he was talking about how he was going to wrestle all over the world. Then he was talking about how he was done with – Traveling and he was going to move to Japan and just be exclusive there. And he was completely done with his dates. He gave all these really heartfelt, uh, you know, goodbye speeches in Rev Pro and in progress. And he was kind of like, he even did that final tag team like run with him and um, um, uh, Paul Robinson. So, I mean, and then now, like, just what, six months later, he's talking about wanting to go back, which I get why that would be important to him because that's his home. And it's part of the scene that he helped Found and build and it's <clears throat> Dying <laughs> yeah But it, it is kind of um, I don't know I mean what do you think you think like he's just Stir crazy or has like wanderlust Like what's the deal
0: No I think he just wants to kind of help out The UK scene as much As he, he can and We've have been seeing um, the rev pro Dates on New Japan guys increase Over the years and um, especially this year, there's been a lot of New Japan guys working in Rev Pro. We're seeing young lions work a lot in Rev Pro. So, uh, in between tours, I can see um, doing some kind of big matches with Osprey, but it's going to have to be selective with New Japan of America. If he's not on a Japanese tour, I'm sure he'll, he'll be on an American tour. So, I'm not quite sure where he's going to have time to take all these Rev Pro dates.
1: Yeah, I think that's the, cre- the That's the hard part. Is you know finding the time to do that basically which i think it's uh it, you know it's a uh, um it's a nice thought that he wants to do that um obviously he's a big name and a big star and having him on that scene could potentially help although i got to wonder you know what would he be doing over there that would be so uh, impactful you know what i mean Cause right. I, I think in order i i think it's more than just having a name show up in, it, that's not going to really move things or change things. It's like, is he going to be involved in like storylines? Is he going to be involved in programs? You know, is he going to be a fixture in the, the the promotion? Cause that's what's needed. Uh, at least in my opinion for, you know, Minoru Suzuki showing up, you know, once every, you know, four or five times a year is a little different, but with Will Ospreay, I feel like for him to make a difference, he would have to actually be there. And it, he can't just show up and have dream matches against top guys. And, that be enough just to lend His name and uh, I think if he was going to go there to like make a difference He'd have to end up wrestling a lot of up And coming guys and help right
0: make he that. would need to Get a lot of the younger guys over a Guy yeah. like, like Michael Oku And some of these other young Up, up young, and coming guys
1: Yep and I just don't know How realistic that is especially with The idea of him being Elevated to potentially A top guy in um New Japan and the heavyweight division going forward next year. I think that's the plan for him. Um, you know, wrestling's weird. 2019, we've seen a lot of strange things happen. Stranger things than this can ha- have happened. So, who knows? Maybe they would let him do, do that and go between RevPro and New Japan. But, I don't know. It seems like going backwards to me, almost.
0: Right, and just... Like I mentioned with, with New Japan America, I'm sure they're going to want him doing a lot of American dates next year. So I just don't know where he's going to find the time to do Pro. also. Yeah. So next up, we had um, Harold May addressing the, you know, Kenny Omega um, travel woes getting into Japan on the uh, New Japan website. Harold says, by the way, there's this unbelievable rumor going around that NJPW tried to prevent Kenny Omega from entering Japan. There's no way a company, meaning New Japan, could do that. No reason to do that or would even want to do that. I just thought I'd address it because I want to be clear about these things. It was a rumor spread by someone's wild speculation. Kenny Omega made a huge contribution to New Japan, and we wish him all the success in the world. So Harold kind of stepping up and clearing the rumors uh, about Kenny. What do you think about that?
1: Um, I think that that's probably a good move on his part just to kind of, like, not to overblow it, but to just address it, you know, and kind of put it out there. Um, you know, somebody's lying. We're going to find out who's lying one of these days. It's going to come out one way or the other. And, um, you know, either Kenny Omega and Dave Meltzer are going to look kind of stupid here. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, you know, um, Harold Mai is pretty nefarious and, you know, pretty ballsy coming out and saying stuff. If, if in fact, they had anything that was... Even akin to what You know, New Japan's been accused of So, um, you know, we'll see
0: Yeah So ACH released a video Last week talking about uh, Quitting NXT And WWE, and then he did a Fan Q&A, and a fan Asked him, uh, NJPW Or AEW And ACH said uh, He would choose NJPW There's a lot left For him to accomplish in New Japan So I don't know if What the actual situation is With his contract and I know WWE is not Releasing anybody so I'm sure they're probably Going to end up freezing him but Whenever he gets out of his contract I would love To see ACH back in New Japan
1: At this point in time I think The only person Or I'm not The only company that might even be willing To touch him is New Japan Yeah Like ACH is super like uh, hot like, but in a negative way right now. Right, just because he's
0: he's come out the releasing, you know, a lot of vulgar vulgar you know cursing, um, you know, just being straight up real with his feelings on the whole situation, and so I know a lot of companies might kind of I don't this guy kind of seems like a loose cannon right now. They might not want to book him on shows. But um,
1: we've seen a lot of guys in the past do things that were worse than um, and, and not, not to even I'm not even trying to say that what he's done is wrong. Uh, don't get don't, that's not what I mean. But we've seen people who have done things in the past that were absolutely wrong and then end up getting hired some someplace else. And usually what precedes that is uh, a laying low, mm-hmm. a little bit of a laying low to let things cool off. So that they can get picked up somewhere else. And we've seen that with countless guys. But, you know, um, for better or for worse, his uh, tirades on social media have kind of made it hard for a lot of companies, especially companies with sponsors and things like that, to kind of take a chance on a guy. On Like, I don't see AEW picking him up or even... Right now, ROH probably wouldn't touch him, honestly.
0: Right. ML- maybe, maybe MLW. Maybe
1: MLW. <clears throat> but I, I'm i not so sure about that even. Yeah. So I feel like New Japan is the one place on the other side of the world where he could get picked up, and it would probably be fine, especially since he has a uh, relationship there. But chances are we're probably not going to see anything like that anytime soon. Just right. Because we, we
0: don't know how, know how long his contract is and – WWE is not releasing anybody right now, so they're probably just going to freeze him out, and it's going to be a, a pack situation where his his contract is frozen. And he's just kind of sitting home.
1: There was some news um, that was that's not in our notes, but I want to talk about it. Uh, New Japan's uh, chairman uh, Naoki uh, Sukabayashi, he did an uh, interview with CMLL this uh, talking about the Fantastic Mania tour this past mm. week, and um, he talked about how this year they sold out all the Fantastic Mania shows. And they're looking to selling even more tickets, uh, you know, this coming up tour. Um, he also said that Tiger Hattori will be referring matches on the next, uh, Friday show for CMLL. Um, in regards to how new Japan chooses the wrestlers that take part of fantastic mania. He says that a lot of their fans watch CMLL shows and request the names that they want to see in Japan. So they actually book who's coming on the tour based off of the Japanese fan interests, which is something I never knew about. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, He also was asked if New Japan will ever go to Mexico to do a Fantascomania Mania tour for CMLL. Um, He says that they'd love to run shows in Arena Mexico and that they're talking uh, to CMLL about uh, lending more uh, Japanese talent to them uh, from New Japan this next coming up year. He says he was asked if they're interested in having CMLL wrestlers for a longer time than usual in Japan. And he says that uh, they do want to have more and that uh, they're talking to the CMLL owners about expanding the uh, talent trade between the two companies going forward. Um, He says that he's excited for Kowato to return to Japan as a star. Uh, They talked about the possibility of selling new Japan merch in Mexico. And he says that uh, they are in talks to do that and to sell the new Japan uh, merch through the CMLL store. And um, he says that they, uh, he was asked if they have plans to increase the number of CMLL stars for future fantastic mania tours. And uh said that they don't want to bother CMLL by taking more wrestlers Since uh, they're still running shows in Mexico in January But that they want to bring over the best, basically And, um, you know, uh, there's other points that he talked about But those were, like, the most interesting things that I saw um, Yeah, so
0: it seems like the CMLL relationship is still strong And even with the whole Dragon Lee fallout That, uh, you know, they're still playing to work with CMLL
1: yeah, it does make me wonder if going forward there's any possibility of a Dragon Lee return because that would be
0: Well, I did see something I didn't put in the notes, but uh, there was something an interview that Roosh did where he mentioned that his brother, Dragon Lee, would be starting with New Japan soon.
1: Hmm. Well, I mean I mean at that point, if you really think about it, if he's a guy that is done with the company and he just happens to get signed separately with excuse me, with uh New Japan Pro Wrestling, I mean are they gonna Are they gonna uh, end their relationship over that? I mean, we did see we've seen similar things like this in the states. Uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, Michael Elgin left Ring of Honor to work exclusively with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he was kind of person on Grata when it came to Ring of Honor shows. He didn't even show up on a lot of those like War of the World shows, and,
0: right, yeah. and co
1: branded stuff. Like he never did that. Uh, just because so I mean maybe that That might be like the situation yeah
0: we can get A similar situation so obviously there'll be no Dragon Lee on Fantastic mania but he could Still sign a New Japan contract and be on New Japan tours possibly um, So there was a column on NJPW 1972 that highlighted Five double title matches in New Japan Tokyo Dome history We actually
1: I wish we would have waited To do this on the air because I didn't think about it but uh, I was like well what are the Matches and I I did pretty good I almost got all of them
0: yeah so, yeah, there was a March 21st, 91, the NWA title versus the IWGP uh, champion, Rick Flair versus Tatsumi Fujinami. January 4th, 92, we had the IWGP champ versus the Greatest 18 championship, Fujinami versus Chosh- Choshu. On January 4th, 93, NWA champ versus IWGP champ, Chono versus Great Muta. May 2nd, 03, the NWF heavyweight championship versus the IWGP heavyweight championship, Takeyama versus nagata and then on january 4th. 04, nwf heavyweight championship versus IWGP heavyweight championship Takeyama versus nakamura
1: those nakamura takiyama matches freaking rule
0: So <laughs> what was the uh, the nwf championship? What promotion was that?
1: new japan So so the nwf title was the original well not the original but it was the primary top prize in new Japan for the majority of its early life. Uh, it's the title that was made famous by Antonio Inoki. So before there was a IWGP title, the main top belt in new Japan was the NWF title. Um, it was purchased from the NWF, which was, an uh, I think it's Northeast rest or Northwest Northern wrestling Federation, something like that. It was, it was a New York territory run by like the Danucci's I believe. um, and you know and they were billing themselves because they were outlawed. I think they were outlawed territory they were billing themselves as world championship title um, Or as having one so I think I know he bought the rights to that belt in 1973 and brought over Johnny Powers who was their champion and he beat Johnny Paris for the nwf belt and then um, he would he would like and I also think that you know I can't remember if that was from the California territory or the New York. It's hard to remember but um Yeah, that was the title that Inoki defended all throughout the 70s into the early 80s. And then they retired the belt once the IWGP League started and it was no longer a top title. And then it got revived during Inokiism as like uh, the IWGP title has lost its way. That's the belt for the like entertainment wrestlers mm. the real pro wrestlers the shooters <laughs> fight for the, the nwf <laughs> title uh, so i can't remember who brought it back i think it might have been takiyama originally but uh yeah nakamura ended up uh unifying it which is funny i think like in within a span of a year Nakia- uh, nakamura unified the nwf and iwgp title As well as um, unifying the third version IWGP title the one that splintered off with Brock Lesnar And then when uh, TNA brought it back with uh, Angle he beat Angle for that belt and so Nakamura like unified the belt twice which is kind of (laughs)
0: cool Nice Um, So we got some matches announced for the Lions Break Project 2 That's happening at the Charo Expo on December 7th and December 8th at the Anaheim Convention Center so on December 7th, we will have Alex Coughlin versus Barrett Brown, Mysterioso and Aaron Solo versus um, Sterling and Logan Regal, Clark Connors versus Yoshinobu Kanamaru, Ren Narita versus El Desperado, and the Mega Coaches versus Fantasmo and Ishimori. Then on December 8th, we have Coughlin versus Solo, Mysterioso and Brown versus the Regals twins, Connors versus Fantasmo. Narita versus Ishimori and the Omega Coaches versus Kanemaru and Desperado. And we have a, re- a question here from Reddit user justAlittleBear01. With the increase in the LA Dojo roster, with the addition of the new class, do you see them doing more Lions Break shows in 2020 than just at Chara Expo? While not all the matches were amazing, the old Lionsgate Project shows were fun to watch due to the effort the young Lions gave.
1: Um, Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they could. I don't know. I'm, I'm really concerned about the profitability of them even running shows in the U.S. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like, okay, if you guys are gonna run shows in the states at this point, it needs to be profitable shows. So it's like, I don't know, man. Like, lines break project shows in the U.S. That sound that sounds like financial disaster, like all day to me.
0: I, I feel like it would ha- have to be in a really small venue.
1: Let's just do ourselves a favor. Let's just send these these lines to these indies and help boost them that way and give them more rounds and experience that way. I don't think they should do, I don't think they should be doing lines project shows until they're in some sort of if they're in some sort of financial position where they can they can do some throwaway shows cuz I mean that's really what those Lionsgate project shows were. They're like little teeny tiny throwaway shows that they're drops in the bucket. They don't matter. Right. Uh, I don't think they should be doing those right right now, but who knows? I mean, New Japan's been doing cr- weird stuff in the states. I mean, I would
0: love to see some more in Japan. Uh, I
1: loved. I love those shows.
0: Yeah, those were great shows. I yeah. mean, from a match quality wise, and like little, just a little bear mentioned, the Young Lions they do go out there and Bro, give it their see, all.
1: We got to see Sakamoto versus uh, uh, Umino. Like, yeah. heck yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> then we got the uh, Rev Pro British J Cup. The first round will be coming up this weekend on the 24th.
1: Bro, some of these matches look awesome.
0: Yeah, we have the Bastard Pack versus Amazing Red. Robbie Eagles versus Barbaro Cavanario. Senza Volta versus El Fantasmo.
1: Yeah, if you guys don't know, Cavanario is my favorite, like, luchador. So, I mean, him and Robbie Eagles, that sounds like such a fucking banger. Like, hell yeah.
0: Yeah, that's going to be some great action right there. Then Renarita. We'll be making an OTT appearance for Scotty Davis on November 30th. Then in more RevPro news, uh, RevPro live at the Cockpit 48. It's happening Sunday, December 1st. We will have Shota Umino versus Carlos Romo from uh, White Wolf Wrestling. Ren Narita versus Michael Oku. And Hika Leo versus Kyle Fletcher.
1: That's cool. That's really cool.
0: And then also from Rev Pro, on December 8th, they're having a show live in Southampton 11. Shoto, Imo, Shoto Umino will be going against Michael Oku.
1: Man, they're giving Umino you know, a lot of dates, it sounds like. I mean, I know that uh, Oku was getting like quite a few dates, but I don't know. This sounds like more.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah. So looking forward to seeing um, what Umino produces here on these Rev Pro shows. Then in other news, we had uh, Kadani, the head of he did an interview in Tokyo Sports regarding the goals in building up stardom. He mentioned wanting to bring back Io Shirai and Kairi Sane after their WWE deals are done. Um, Road plans on t- well, their takeover starts on uh, officially on December 1st, and that's when they'll start the marketing, setting up the media and photo shoots for talent. Um and in this, uh, the press conference, when they bought the promotion, they pushed the idea of attracting more women fans, and he also brought up the idea of creating an IWGP Women's Championship belt with the idea that the IWGP name of the title has become big in Japan. So what do you think about a potential IWGP Women's Championship?
1: Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how I really feel about that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know that company, Better than I do, but I'm like, okay If it's called the IWGP title And it's tied in some way to the prestige of the, of the the male IWGP title You gotta imagine, I'm guessing it would be some sort of top prize Right But they already have a world of stardom title And they have a, a slew of secondary belts Right, there's
0: a, there's a ton of belts in stardom You got the red belt, you got the white belt You got the six-man uh, titles they have they have tag titles They recognize they have the high speed title like
1: Outside also
0: right and you have people Like uh, that do Quote-unquote excursions I mean Zoe Lucas Rev Pro women's champion You have other kind of champ, women's champions That come in there there's a lot of belts Floating around stardom so personally I wouldn't be a big fan of another Top title especially the red belt Has it's booked very well And it's the top title in it's, the promotion
1: It's one of the top like I mean from what I understand it's probably considered what the top prize in Joshi at probably, this point. Yeah. So I mean I don't know. I don't I don't really like that idea. Like I don't know. Like yeah, no. I I'm not I'm not feeling that to be honest.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think it makes a lot of sense especially if the plan like they say is both of these promotions are going to be working separate. So
1: I mean unless there's a real IWGP is there a real IWGP Maybe there is. Is there an international wrestling grand prix that's gonna <laughs> oversee stardom in New Japan Pro Wrestling? Like I don't know about all that, Chief. <laughs> uh
0: Warrior Wrestling Seven, that big show we talked about last week that has a lot of New Japan guys on there. I wish someone would bring back
1: the WWWA women's title.
0: What was that? That's
1: the uh that's the women's belt from um from all Japan women's.
0: Mm. But uh warrior so seven that big show um is coming up that's featuring a lot of new japan Talent will be airing on iPay per view on fight tv And going head-to-head with ring of honors final battle pay-per-view And speaking of ring of honor, we have guys with uh, contracts expiring marty Skrull, brody king jeff cobb and bandito Their contracts are all coming up Scurll's deal ends um the end of this month, November 30th, and it looks like he is potentially AEW bound. ROH has made him a strong offer and trying to get him to stay. Um, Jeff Cobb and Bandito, they really want to work for New Japan. So, all these guys are due. All these guys are prime candidates for either AEW or New Japan. Uh, I mean, from a New Japan uh, perspective, I would love all all these guys to get signed to New Japan.
1: Yeah, I mean, none of them are um, strangers to New Japan Pro Wrestling. We've seen all of them over the past year and even, you know, further back than that. But, I mean, I don't know. I think Marty Skrull's probably going to AEW at least.
0: Right. I feel like Brody would follow Marty also. They've kind of they've done a great job of building up that villain enterprises brand. They st- they sell a lot of merch. I could see Brody going with him.
1: Maybe I mean uh, they need big guys. They don't have too many big guys in uh, AEW, so that that's a possibility. And he's got a good look. Um, Cobb and Bandito, I think, definitely are coming to Japan. Though, uh, if if you had to if I had to take a guess, I would say Cobb and Bandito are coming, and Skrull and Brody King are probably gone.
0: Yeah, that probably makes the most sense. And then lastly, the recommended match of the week. So it is my turn to pick the match. And, you know, we're on the road to Wrestle Kingdom. So I wanted to pick um, a very fun Wrestle Kingdom match. So I'm turning the clock back to Wrestle Kingdom 8, the IWGP Junior title match. Kota Abushi versus Prince Devitt. This was an awesome match. Devitt's entrance was great. With like the, the druid like people carrying him out in the coffin, coming out the coffin, and these guys had a great match. There was a lot of uh, Bullet Club shenanigans towards the beginning of the match with uh, God and um, Anderson and Gallows uh, interf- interfering in the match. But eventually, Abushi fights off all Bullet Club. They get ejected, and then him and Devitt have a good back and forth match. And eventually, the Golden Star Kota Abushi defeats Prince Devitt. Um, so. This is a you know a really great junior title match and um, will get you ready for Wrestle Kingdom and you know Kota Ibushi being in a title match coming up. Thought it was a be a good choice to look back at this title match.
1: Oh, speaking of which, before we move on, this past week you watched the Liger Pillman match.
0: Yes, we did from a uh, Super Brawl. Yeah, that was an awesome match and um, you know just you know that was what ninety two right? Yep. Just seeing the the kind of high level stuff they were doing for '92 was just crazy.
1: Yeah, that that match is very similar to like what I think you've seen probably from like the uh, like the '94 J Cup style of like mm-hmm. junior match, a lot more uh, similar to that. But yeah, I was like, I felt I felt proud. I was like, <laughs> Jeremy, finally seeing this shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna wrap things up for this week. Next week we'll be back with an update on the World Tag League. And like I mentioned, we should be having our voting available towards the end of next week and we'll try to do a bonus episode to break down the nominees and categories. So make sure you check us out on social media. On Twitter, I'm at Jeremy L. Donovan. The show is at K.I. Strong Style. you can also follow us at Social Suplex on Facebook. We're at Facebook.com slash Social Suplex on the wrestling sport circle facebook group you can find us there facebook.com slash group slash wrestling sport circle on reddit i am the pro black guy josh is keeping a strong style you can email me jeremy at socialsuplex.com make sure you check out all the other shows on the social suplex podcast network on sundays we have one nation radio hosted by rich Latta and james boyd on sundays we have or wednesdays we have the Ricky and Clyde wrestling show from scotland every other Wednesday we have a podcast dedicated to independent uh, wrestling grown men watch this shit hosted by Jeremy Tate and Chris Bryant who's his birthday today happy birthday Chris on Fridays we have get in the ring with Danny and Beast Mike and on Saturday we have all things elite with Floyd Johnson Jr. Amy and Tiffany don't forget to subscribe leave a rating and review and we will catch you next week on keeping it strong style the ace of podcasts